0: February 2nd, 2021. It's episode number 58. Belly dancing your way through your earbuds, everybody. Adam Curry here in Austin, Texas. And my friend on the other end, somewhere in uh, northern Virginia. It is Mofax. Hey Mo. How you doing, Adam? I'm good, man. This is nice. Is this uh is the is the vocals that Ofrahaza who sings that? Do you know?
1: I'm not sure. That's uh truth hurts um songs, uh, addictive. And it was produced by Dr. Dre, I believe. Yeah, that's if nice. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I just think that's, I think that's a Israeli singer, I think. I may be wrong. And why do I even know these things? <laughs> stuff just comes back 30 years later. Oh, I know her. I remember her from the opera. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Mo. It's been about two weeks. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Adam? Yeah, doing real good. Um, busy, you know, with uh, saving podcasting, stuff like that. Podcasting 2.0. Um and just trying to keep warm for us Texans it's it's kind of chilly you know we have our <laughs> we have our seventy degree days but you know it goes down to wow like thirty seven at night this is too cold for us here you got snow thirty seven sure. yeah I know I know you got snow on the ground right <laughs> let me get my little violin for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> very yeah, little got, violin yeah
1: um yeah we got snow we got about four to six inches outside. Nice. Uh, it's cold uh it's, it's like in the 30s and um in the middle of the day so you're 37 low is uh i mean the high sounds good to me yeah
0: so um i know that you voluntarily had stopped social media i don't know if you've been on recently but or even if you just turned on cable news uh i just want to report from the front lines mo stuff is getting pretty toxic I mean, this real poison being concocted, real evil spells. <laughs> I, it, I I just flipped it. It's like I went to lunch to Tina. I said, I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going go to I'm gonna go to Burger King. And I sit in the car and listen to crap because I have the Sirius XM in the car. I'm just going to yeah. listen to it while I'm eating crap. I want to listen to crap. I just want to have the full American experience. And it was bad, brother. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible poison the machine is on it's it's 100 right yeah, now
1: it is, and that's why i left out. when i left i could feel it i was like yeah it's about they're about to ratchet it up Mm-mm-mm. um
0: and this aoc it's, it's a thing healthy. this aoc it's, thing you follow that this is, no this is
1: news to me oh you have to oh no
0: like me on this one she did an instagram and and, and she's talking you know she was of course very afraid for her life on January sixth and she thought that Ted oh, was okay. But, yeah, wait, but wait, yeah, okay. but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. Now she adds to that it tr- I'm paraphrasing, it triggered post traumatic stress in me because I was sexually assaulted. So now you have this fantastic okay. setup where, you know, so what happened on January sixth is now being equated to sexual assault. And you know, she had a little sniff and a tear. And you can't say anything about it because that's immediately you know it's like it's like a it's like locked. you can't you can't move left, you can't move right, and they're just throwing this in everyone's face,
1: man. It's poison. That's exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we that's pay right. attention to everything, we so sure do. Mm-hmm. you can figure out what's really going on, and we do a deep dive analysis. What you do over at No Agenda it helps me, and hopefully, this show is helpful to people as well to be an antidote to the poison.
0: Um, yeah, you know, we got people who went from listening to Mo Facts to No Agenda to Rogan. They're doing it in reverse now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> You're like a, like a springboard for people, Mo. It's fantastic. I Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad we can help. And in the, in the letters, you can see
1: the sincerity of people saying how we're trying to help. So, that's, always, that's why I always come with the bag, and I, I got a full one today. So. All right,
0: then why don't we get to in the wheel of topics? Let's find out what we're going to talk about on today's Mo Facts with Adam Curry. where at episode number 58, where the wheel stops. Nobody knows except for Mo, of course. The topic for episode 58 is...
3: Let's get something straight. You shouldn't be disappointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. This is uh the, uh, the groups coming to uh, get what Joe promised them? Yeah, exactly. They got exactly
1: what he promised them. Yeah. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. Zero. I promise you, you shouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. And he, and he told the exact truth. So we're going to go through that. We're going to go through some character profiles like we do, like to do over here um, and intercept some narratives. This being the po- as you call it, the poison, this um, being oh, set yeah. out. So okay. All right. I guess we got to start at the beginning. Number two.
4: Now, Joe Biden's victory in last month's U.S. presidential election is now official. States across the nation have been confirming their electoral college votes. Mr. Biden sealed his win with 306 votes to incumbent Donald Trump's 232. Trump and some of his most
5: ardent supporters still
4: refuse to acknowledge defeat. But after the electoral college vote, several senior Republicans publicly urged their party to accept the election results. In a speech on Monday evening, Mr. Biden offered his strongest criticism yet of president trump accusing him of an abuse of power but in the end biden said democracy prevailed
3: we the people voted faith in our institutions held the integrity of our elections remains intact and now it's time to turn the page as we've done throughout our history to unite <laughs> to heal as i said in this campaign I will be president for all Americans. <clears throat> I'll work just as hard for those of you who didn't vote for me as I will for those who did.
0: Yeah, unity, man. It's, <laughs> it's the unity that is in the air. That's what I must be feeling.
1: So I'm going to start here with one thing he said about the strongest criticism yet. That's what the um, reporter from Euro News said. Mm hmm. We're talking about orange man bad, the Nazi (laughs) Cheeto, white supremacist, uh, woman abuser. That's your strongest criticism is abuse of power.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all he had.
1: (laughs) No, the reason why I say that is that goes to show he's starting to back off now. Mm. All the rhetoric is gone now and it's about bipartisanship. Well, but that's Joe. That's not
0: what's actually taking place.
1: Well, well, Joe is, that's why we got to get into who
0: Joe is Pres- today. President Joe. Oh, and before we go any further, Mo, I feel like a douche. My friend, my friend, it, it's only 26 days left, so please allow me to wish you a very happy Black History Month. It's a very happy, allegedly Black History Month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> People of Color History Month. I'm sorry, Mo, I feel bad I didn't uh, congratulate you uh, with the shortest month of the year.
1: Well, over here at the MoFax show with Adam Curry, every month is Black History So called Black
0: History Month. Black <laughs> so called Black History Month,
1: right? Yeah, so we don't have to uh, acknowledge that um, as any specialty. But back what I'm saying, it's bipartisanship. And as you said, that's Joe. Mm-hmm. And as you say, President Joe, I would, we're going to see if that is the correct title. Throughout the show as well, <laughs> Ooh,
0: I got—I got uh, to tell you—I'll uh, call whoever has the title. I'll call him president, no matter what I think of it. That's hard for me not no, to do that. No, uh, no, he holds.
1: Yeah, fair. He holds the position, the title of president. Yes, of course. We're going to talk about who holds the position oh. of president in this show. There's oh. a difference. Okay, so I, I got gotcha. you. Touche, gotcha. touche. We have to give him the title. Yes, yeah, sure. But we all see we're no. soon to see what's going to be going. We on We know here. he's barely alive,
0: of course. That's the fun of him. That's what makes Not President even Joe great.
1: Not even that, because Joe is full of life. Because as you heard in the uh, opening clip, when he get, <laughs> when he feel like he doesn't owe you anything, he he, he spunks. uh his he, uh, he gets his spunk up. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So um, he's ready to will and deal. Joe's a confidence man. Mm. And confidence con man is short for confidence <laughs> con, man. That's right. That's right. He gives everybody confidence. And we're gonna get into that, you know saying, a little later, but what we gotta do is just get for, he's got the he's he's elected now. He has the title of president. You're right, president Joe Biden, um, and Madam President Um Kamala Harris. Madam Vice um, <laughs> President.
0: Come on. Don't blow it yet.
1: Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> wait, wait, no, that's not the <laughs> uh kamala kamala hair uh, no excuse me kamala now i heard her explain how not, to say now her now name
0: up now you can't do it right anymore no nah,
1: it's it's kamala. kamala that's that's how she says she wants her name to be said so like as you say about the title i have to say it. even though the lady swore in said it wrong so to my aura but oh well. it's not here oh there. well <laughs> all right so kamala makes history
6: What you do have, though, is a historic vice president-elect in Kamala Harris, and her victory represents a handful of firsts. The first woman, the first black woman, the first Indian-American woman. The first daughter of immigrants to be sworn in as Vice President of the United States. She talked about, of course, she's a stepmom, being referred to as mamala la" by her her stepdaughters. You know, someone and she who was a presidential candidate too. Well, let's not forget that. She
7: yeah. was a presidential candidate, and she ran and managed and has executive skill running a big thing. And what'll be really, really interesting is Joe Biden, who has had the job of and was deputized to do very specific things by by Barack Obama, knows the power of having an effective. Vice President, who can execute, and what will he ask Kamala Harris to to oversee and be in charge of? Were
6: you sitting in my 60 Minutes interview? That's exactly what I. <laughs> but that's exactly what I asked her, and she didn't answer because you have Mike Pence in charge of the coronavirus task force. You had Joe Biden in charge of the economic recovery and a lot of the relations with those up on Capitol Hill. And so I asked Senator Harris, so what's your job going to be? In-?
2: <laughs>
0: well, we you know what her job is she's shadowing
6: yeah notice that she didn't have
1: a job normally a uh, vice president comes in with an initiative to say i'm gonna attack this or i'm gonna attack that right not nah, nah. i'm too busy <laughs> i'm too busy doing other stuff
0: so she's out to, there uh, <laughs> vilifying uh uh representatives in different states and she's like every state she's going she's stirring up crap she's a, a troublemaker professional troublemaker it, i think
1: a li- a lightning rod yeah That's, lightning I mean, she, rod she's She's, she's black, by the things, way. Just so you
0: know, she's black. Allegedly.
1: Um, but uh <laughs> um, we have Joe Biden. He's gonna be willing and dealing in the background, President Joe. Uh, or oh, I have another name that I'll reveal for him later. Because if we call Trump 45 Savage, then we can call Joe other names as well. I mean, hey, if we're gonna be fair, I'm just saying if we have we have to. So if he's 45 Savage, I have another name for uh for uh confidence, uh confidence man, Joe Biden. Okay. But he's gonna be, he's gonna, that's what he's done for the last 40 years. Is this is this working in the background, uh cut the deal, shake the hands, be whoever you want to be to whoever's looking at him. He's similar the same way as Trump. As whoever's looking at him, he can see, okay, for the conservative-ish democratic voter he brought them in mm-hmm. and then for the people that felt that he was simple th- sympathetic towards black people he brought them in so he he he, he can be he he ha- he, ins- he instills confidence so i'm not calling that him just out of a disparaging meaning that is actually his role mm-hmm. is to come in and smooth things over cut the deals <laughs> go to ukraine <laughs> whatever you need.
0: Well, Delaware being the state where every corporation is incorporated, President Joe Biden knows a lot about deals and backroom stuff.
1: Right, so his I, state. Yeah, so we now the question. Notice, Gail, throughout these clips, I have two from CBS News, um, and Gail is going to make sure uh, Kamala gets all of her credit. She's going to make sure of it, and, and her. Oh, yeah. previously she said oh don't forget she was a presidential candidate yeah. which i think being <laughs> vice president trumps that but i don't i don't know i'm not mm. sure how that works in the hierarchy mm. um but she's going to do this over and over again but now we got to go back to a throwback clip from show 18 uh which was i don't know i had it written down somewhere but anyway uh, no indeed. she wrote she wrote to she wrote to zero um right And this is with Kamala Harris and
0: Mindy Kayleen, and they're cooking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember this one. <laughs> yes. What is she cooking?
8: Is it respectful to call... Like, I
5: should be calling you Senator Harris, no, right? No, you should not. That's not on my birth certificate. Okay. Call, call on. me. Yes, please. Okay, because the Indian and in me, I feel like my parents, and my dad will watch me, this. Just don't call me auntie.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. I won't call you auntie.
5: They'll be like, how could you call her by your first <laughs> name? She's worked so hard. Okay, so what we're going to cook today okay. is well, an Indian recipe. Yes. Because... Yes. You are Indian. Yes, yes. Okay. okay, and I don't know that everybody knows that. But I find that wherever I go and I see Indian people at the uh-huh. supermarket, on uh-huh. the street, everyone's
9: like, you know Kamala Harris is Indian, right? It's like our, the thing we're <laughs> so excited about to have you
0: running for president.
2: Yeah.
0: So we're both
5: Indian. Yes. But
0: actually, we're both
5: South Indian. Yes. Um, you look we- like the entire ha- one half of my family.
2: Uh,
0: yes. Yes. The Kamala Chameleon. The reason why I
5: pulled
1: <laughs> great name great I'm a chameleon yeah the reason why I pulled this clip and that's a great alley so I'm going oop it on home is she is a chameleon yeah she can be black to whoever she wants to be similar to Joe Biden he can appear to be uh, center left yeah, to whoever is looking at him or center right to uh, whoever uh, the other side but is isn't
0: that isn't him. that just a fact of the lens that is portraying the person I mean it's it's because we never see these people f- f- close up we see a narrative picture a narrative voice a narrative video
1: it's a very tailored narrative that they paint mm-hmm. they cast these spells i mean that you can't help but believe it you know because listen to joe um he was speaking very um liberally during the campaign but now he comes back more
0: conservative well i, I don't i only have one question Yes. And neither of you or I can answer this. If you are Indian Mm -hmm. uh, and you're black, because that's what she says. She says, I'm black and I'm Indian. Well, then what is brown? You know what I'm saying? It's like she's she's clearly brown. Brown is is colored.
1: I always go back to South Africa Mm. and how they have the three races of people uh brown nowadays is i'm not white but i'm not black
0: right okay
1: it's the safe it's the safe space it's like i don't want the oppression of black people that, right, but i don't want right. the guilt of the white people so oh. i'm gonna hang out here in the- <laughs> i'm gonna hang in the middle here i'm good
0: i'm good everybody if it's, if it's brown <laughs> let it hang around you know <laughs> <saying>? <laughs>
1: okay
0: all right so, all right but that, she does it but that's the spell man that's the spell like she can be brown one day and she'll be indian a day and then black and then she's cooking masala and i'm indian yeah i'm indian and and, and we just go oh okay sure it's like that's the spell that's that's a
1: great spell. that's exactly why i pulled this clip again mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. while i was going through the clips and i heard this but i heard it a different way and that's why we go back to these throwback clips she made a very um Put emphasis on. Don't call me auntie. Yeah. Now auntie can mean two different things, whether you're talking black auntie or Indian auntie. Okay. So she. We need to know Kamala. I'm I'm, I'm 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 riveted now. So, So Kamala is aware of. She's going to try to call me auntie on the Indian level, but when she says it, it's going to be received as a black woman being called auntie, and there's a difference.
0: Ah, yes, this is okay. why she didn't want her to say that, because yes. it would, she it screws preemptively up everybody. Stri- yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, she did do that. Okay. okay,
1: so I have the definitions, Indian, a Dead Sea South Indian woman close to the family. Which, kind of, in this way, black people used to do this called somebody, my my grandmother, everybody called her Aunt Helen. Right? I mean, which, her <laughs> Helen wasn't even her name. And aunt wasn't even her relation. still called her Aunt With, Helen. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you had, like, Aunt Esther, that kind of, I mean, because it just sticks that way. Right. But, um Andy and that's the way it see Now, auntie in the black way is different. And there was a big to-do about Avery DuVernay people calling her and Oprah and them auntie. Mm-hmm. There's an essence article that says to the call to call respected black women auntie or not. Nah, that is the question because it has another kind of negative connotation to black women. It's usually the women that were strolling to the pole. Um, yes. Yes. The, um, uh, single or childless or put professional first lends to older woman that's why they don't want to be called that auntie that's that's so all
0: this is that's also what kamala is though exactly she is she she is both uh, she is she's chimera kamala chimera she's two <laughs> heads she is yes wow that's it's, amazing she can be an auntie and an auntie man yes. she's good she is an she auntie. a robot wow <laughs> She is,
1: yeah, so it, I, when I heard this again, I was like, why does she say that? I mean, that, now I'm listening in yeah, different lens. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why does she tell her and Doc to call me auntie?
0: That's a great and, catch. I, yeah. The more you know, wow.
1: <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out of these dual roles she's playing.
0: Yeah, that's it, phenomenal, it, really. It, that's, it crosses what, what casting, that's great casting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it crosses uh, spectrums uh-huh. and she represents the auntie. Um, like I said, the, sh- the strollers well, I'll start to call them out the, the people that strolled to the poll. Um, now, this is her addressing the Indian side, and this is actually from her YouTube channel, that video with uh, Mindy. Ah. Um, now, she has another video on her YouTube channel, which we also played on show 18, but I want to look at it as a different way as well. And this is her talking to Uncle Luke. If you're not
10: in the game and you're just sitting on the sideline, you really don't understand Mm -hmm. the difference, the nuances and the the struggles of trying to do the right thing for Mm -hmm. our people. When I wrote the article about you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just outlined everything that every black man in the barbershop, black woman would talk about in the conversations because I, and I always go back to it because basically everything that everybody was saying about you, whether she's black enough, uh, uh, does she like black men? She's putting uh, black people in jail. You know uh, the, the the common things that was actually said. But at the same time, I write that, and I didn't have a conversation with you. When we had the conversation mm-hmm. and we talked about it, mm-hmm. we talked about the different things. It was almost, and after the conversation, I feel like I was actually certifying you because we were talking about fried chicken and talking about all these different things
0: <laughs> yeah whoa talking c- about fried chicken certified certifies her. certified seal so, of approval well
1: let me fill in the people that don't know what's going on with, between her and uncle luke uncle luke wrote an article in the miami news times new times and he was speaking about um this is from the article kamala harris will have trouble persuading black voters to make her president in 2020, first, U.S. senator from California must explain why Donald Trump has a better prison reform record than she had as a Golden State attor- uh, Attorney General. That's something he wrote. Mm-hmm. So they made him fix it, as no they kidding. always do. No kidding. <laughs> You're going to sit down with her you know, and talk. Until, until and, I
0: talk and had some fried chicken with you, I didn't realize how black you are, Kamala. It, it's auntie. Auntie, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know auntie. <laughs> 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 oh. So, that's so if you racist, go back- though. It's so stereotypical, racist. Am I blind? Am I seeing this? Hello, yeah, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> it's amazing they could play a caricature,
0: yeah, to be accepted. I mean, that's like nineteen eighties, late eighties sitcom level script, <laughs> right? Well, you I can't even, down <laughs> <and had> you. <laughs> you can't even do that anymore,
1: right? Um. So if we can, if you could just play like the first 10, 15 seconds of that clip, I want you to listen to her to her disdain for him and having to even talk to him, but she had to be there.
10: If you're not in the game yeah, and you're just sitting on the sideline, you really don't understand mm-hmm. the difference, the nuances and the, mm-hmm. and the struggles mm-hmm. of trying to do the right thing <laughs> mm-hmm. When I wrote the article about mm-hmm. you,
0: she's, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is because doesn't work on me. What are
1: you cracking up when you was doing her?
0: <laughs> I, mean, I can do it. I, I hear her, but it's it's like she she has a certain feminine power that I think a certain certainly a little older guy falls for. No, don't get it twisted. Kamala was
1: that girl. I mean, like not to say like disparaging. I'm talking about when she was at Howard and around Willie Brown well, I know I mean, the, the she, Willie
0: Brown stuff we know yeah
1: no I'm not saying that as a not to bring that up I'm just saying she was attractive enough to get in his sphere yeah so don't don't get it twisted I mean I I I'll give credit where credit's due I think politics and just being in a, in like that hard the hard career maybe harden her looks a little bit I mean we're just talking about it from the
0: Tele- television uh, production saying? standpoint.
1: The, yeah, the image, the image, <laughs> the image consulted yes, standpoint. Yes, thank <laughs> yeah, you. like it, the the suits and the yeah. you know, she has to be taken seriously, so she can't really glam up. But she's she's an attractive woman. Yeah. So she definitely could. Um, but she wasn't having it. But she's like, I have to go talk to Luke. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's in he's in Florida. <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: I mean, yeah. in she Miami. Needs, a, needs that state. Which needs she, the city. It, yeah. That, that's a very blue dot in a red state. So. Um, so we have that's her talking to Luke. So you heard the difference, the the, uh, the comparison between how she talked to Mindy and how she talked to Luke. Yeah. Now we're gonna go back to another clip uh, from fo- Show Forty Six, and this was com- uh, com- uh, Kamala, King, uh, Kanye, and King. That's a mouthful. And this is from the Karen Hunter show, and about her so-called blackness
11: apparently yeah her mother's indian her father is jamaican so therefore she's not a black american to many people but she black to me can't get a cab (laughs) well i don't even nobody's taking a cab anymore the cops can't tell the difference
0: i'm sorry i I mean i i like listening to intonation and stuff it doesn't matter who it's saying who's saying it but when i she 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 just throws switches into code and goes, she black to me like what? Yes. I mean, what is that <laughs> what? i don't know apparently you asked the question yeah. ask can i ask, yeah. answer that question yeah yeah, sure sure what that is
1: is she knows who she's communicating to so she says i have to say it in a way where they know i'm being
0: honest and my honest way of speaking is to drop verbs okay well so he, uh, here's what i don't understand is <laughs> <laughs> what uh i'm probably the, one of the few white people who listens to uh um so what's her what's harris that's her name harris no no uh, karen hunter oh karen hunter Yeah, i catch your show too it, it's, it's a black audience so i i don't know it just seems like i don't know what are you talking about it just feels weird. it's you. lowered expectations okay it's All lower right. yeah. i have
1: to speak in I, I, i'm certifying her blackness yeah so i have to put You're saying more sauce on the blackness.
0: I understand. I'm doing the certification. Yeah, but are you talking to your audience, or are you fake talking to your audience the rest of the time? You know what I'm saying? I said, just it's the whole thing is insincere. As a broadcaster, it's weird. That's all.
11: Apparently, yeah, her mother's Indian, her father is Jamaican, so therefore she's not a Black American to many people, but she's Black to me. Can't get a cab. Well, I don't. even Nobody's taking a cab anymore. Can't get a cab. The cops can't tell the difference. <laughs> let me just uh, put that out there. Police officers right. can't tell whether or not your parents were formerly or your ancestors formerly enslaved. They can't tell. Or and l- let me
2: just say, here, wow, Or enslaved here? Correct Come for on. the record, Jamaica was not a land of
11: free Black people, right? I just want to be clear. Oh. A lot of people seem to say. Well, she traces her roots back to Jamaica, not to slavery. Um, Hello. The island of Jamaica was originally populated by indigenous people who were not Africans. The Africans who arrived in Jamaica from which uh, descended folks like Bob Marley, my mother, you know, these are people who were enslaved Africans who were often on the same ship as those enslaved Africans who landed in South Carolina. They just oh, wait, happened wait, to wait. Off at an earlier stop. Oh, you, you're saying that the ship from Africa dropped? Them Africans off different places, yeah. And then from South, from from the islands to South Carolina, where most of us, wow, Larry, yeah. man, yeah, man. I, oh, so they the same people, same people, same just people. dropped off. The, okay,
0: wow, same people, same people, the exact same guy. How come we didn't get Bob Marley? How, how come we didn't get him over here? Why didn't Jamaica they, they, get him? They just act like they had ships, like all the <laughs> got Next stop, Jamaica. <laughs> got the 720s in Alabama.
1: It's like, what? That <laughs> what is
0: hilarious. Say? And, and, business, I, and, business, I, and I, I like just to comment on the, well, the cops can't tell. Yeah, the cops can't tell. They don't kill black women, yo. <laughs> they kill black well, men. no. <laughs> they kill they, black they, men. They'll,
1: they'll tell by her badge
0: it's
1: all good same team same
12: team the badge (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Lori Daniels she's from uh, Jamaican descent so she has a dog in this fight as well yeah I'm just going showing people the 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 hula hoop I mean
0: the the hoops people the the mental the mental gymnastics I think is what we're talking here yeah
1: Right, and then they even their facts are wrong. Their memes are outdated. So she can't even catch a cab. Like who <laughs> catches cabs anymore?
0: <laughs> if she had said, "Well, Uber cancels on her," okay, then my, I might have gotten the joke. Yeah, you're right. Uh, right, <clears catch> but <a throat> it's
1: cat. outdated. Yeah, and, and it's incorrect because Flagrant Two podcast. Well, they have some interesting uh, information about uh, Kamala's uh, lineage. Right? No, way. no Impossible. way! Impossible!
13: to make a racist. Okay. Well, Dinesh D'Souza. Saluza. What is it? D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah. Who Akash has coined as the Indian Candace Owens. Yeah. Okay. Word. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we have to yeah. clarify it. He had a fire argument, right? Huh. He traced the lineage of Kamala's family, her heritage. So she's both Jamaican and Indian. Yes. Okay. He traced the Jamaican legacy, obviously, back to Jamaica, but specifically, she's a descendant of this dude named Hamilton Brown, who was the largest slave owner in all of Jamaica.
12: Yep. Ooh. Apparently has a
0: town named after him in Jamaica
13: Oh shit Wow He got a statue, we to take that bitch down Let's do it <laughs> I'm just saying This is very oh, interesting man, And then Wait a minute It doesn't fun. stop there I saw another thing I saw another thing Real quick And then Her mother's side They're Brahmins Oh yeah Brahmin is the
8: highest cast The highest caste. The and for
13: thousands of you years think? Akash They um, Exploited millions Of low caste Untouchables Did they not? They did Trump thinks that this Isn't gonna work For his audience Oh,
2: <laughs> oh I think shit. this is
13: gonna Steal the votes oh, shit. I think Trump's people Are going Like yeah, you talk about it.
2: This bitch bees
1: about it, bro. So just no, that just goes to show you that they knew this article was out here, and her father wrote the article. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying detailing his lineage, but of course, Snopes, (laughs) Snopes has it still is unproven. But even though her father wrote that he's from the lineage of this,
0: uh, yes, and he he was bitching about her some more later on. I think uh, yeah, but. Because she was playing a character, caricature. caricature.
1: Right. Because she, her, her smoking weed comments, he's like, "You're, you're making us look. You're saying as Jamaicans just a pothead." Right, right, right. So he, notice when you make a negative, uh, uh, live up to a negative stereotype, or try to play into a negative stereotype, other groups push back against it. But as you seen with um, Karen Hunter, oh, he, she mangles the grammar of the sentence (laughs) the syntax of the sentence to me right to ingratiate herself to her supposed audience Mm -hmm. which is very like I said it's very lower expectations which irks me to no end. But now we gotta get back to the CBS news and back to Gail King. Ah yes and talk about what Kamala will be doing.
6: What will she, what role will she take on? And there was this concern, and still is among Republicans, that Joe Biden is the Trojan horse, yeah. that Kamala Harris, as someone who has backed Medicare for all, who has backed a Green New Deal, who backs the federal legalization of marijuana, would push for those things while inside the White House. And that's this tension. She, I think, is going to be now, um, and this is the question, whether she will surpass Nancy Pelosi as the most powerful woman hmm. in Washington. Well, fellow... well, everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow San I mean, right harris surpassed Nancy Pelosi as the right. most powerful woman in Washington. There's a very
4: well-known saying on Capitol Hill, and I will clean it up for television. If you don't have <laughs> the votes, you don't have blank. Okay? You've got to have the votes.
6: What is Senator Harris's reputation on Capitol Hill? Well, she's only been there for three and a half years, and she's sort of been pegged as someone with higher ambition from the moment that she got there. And so... Well, she's got that. She's got it. She can try it. Yeah, okay. yes. She can. And so she was placed on a number of... very important committees from the very start because they saw that potential very reminiscent of what happened with a young senator barack obama when he first came to congress so she wasn't just on the judiciary committee she was placed on the intelligence committee and the homeland security committee and the budget committee to show that she had not just domestic experience but foreign policy experience as well so she is someone who has always been seen as looking ahead to the next step
0: yeah Yeah, definitely she's been always been looking ahead to the next step for
1: sure so are the democrats and when i say democrats i'm talking about the obama wing of the democrats not the clinton wing Mm -hmm. they're four years ahead of schedule i believe i think they thought hillary was going to win being there for eight years and then they had you know saying kamala Oh Jesus Christ! It well, you know now. <laughs> now that is
0: not the story that I heard. You know the okay. story that Patrick Byrne tells, the uh, ex-Overstock CEO, who claims, and there's no reason to really doubt him, that he was part of an FBI sting to bribe Hillary Clinton, um, which was then, you know, they they didn't execute on the sting according to his. They did it, but they didn't do anything, with it according to his story, because it was Obama who wanted the goods on hillary to control her for eight years and then and you're right so that would be four years from now then it would be michelle who would come in that that's the story that he told whether that's realistic or not i don't know
1: that's what's that's the point i'm making yeah they're 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 four years ahead of schedule basically um kamala is standing in for michelle right now i said they had to stand in for michelle i think you could pick it up from there
0: Oh, that's even better. You're right. Yeah, they can just they can just yeah, Michelle can just stay at the at the house. And
1: they, she got, she had no interest in politics. Yeah, they I got a, they got
0: a Robotron. She's perfect. Yeah, Kamala can do it. Yeah, get her feet wet. So I'm just I'm looking at the political, you know,
1: just the map, and they're like, okay, and it makes sense because. Comey invests. I'm just going out what you said to me. I'm processing it on, on, on the fly. So the FBI has the information on Hillary. Mm-hmm. Comey steps in at the very last minute before the election between 2016. And they know they could probably beat Donald Trump in 2020. And they got the machines if necessary. If allegedly have the machines, So either way, they're four, years, they're four years ahead of schedule.
0: They are now. Yep. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right now i don't I don't know what they were planning on doing but i look at 40 or 45 executive orders and i think they got some stuff done yeah and and then
1: joe's four years is just throwaway years now you can roll um harris
0: um and, you know you, for, for 2024 2028 you're so right because it wasn't really mentioned yesterday uh president biden had a meeting with some republicans oh a very important meeting and of course, uh, Vice President Harris was sitting uh, to his left or to his right. And on the other side, who was it? Did you notice who was sitting there? Who was there? Valerie Jarrett. Obama isn't
1: that the one that was living with Obama? As- yeah,
0: she still does. She's the Obama handler, and now she's right that- next to Joe with the big
1: press that's- conference.
0: Yep. that's going to be pertinent later.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. You- okay, <laughs> I almost had to tell you goggles, but now you're good. Um. Yes, yeah, so, all this is working out. I mean, well played. I got
0: Yeah, I got, yeah. Well, well, let's, a, well let's, let's do a jingle for him. Hold on. <laughs> and now, back to the wacky adventures of Biden.
2: <laughs> Come on,
0: man. and the incredible spreadable legs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's uh, I don't know where that came from.
1: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they they got it made. She can run for 8 years. They got Joe's 4 years and even if, you know, Michelle might change her mind, I mean, and we're gonna explain how they build that coalition moving forward, You're not getting a sticking point. But that's pretty interesting information. Hell, yeah. so we shouldn't be confused, you know, by what Ka- uh, Kamala's there to do. But if we're gonna say she's running the show or running the show for other people or however you want to say it, we even brought the point on an older show that it's gonna be a committee, and that your Valley Jarrett thing lends to that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's a brain trust of people. Well, we got to give those people the the negative press when it comes out as well, and this goes to the video that was so, supposedly caught admitting he wouldn't do anything for as president. All right, Crystal, what's
7: on your radar?
14: Well, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris sat down with civil rights leaders this week in a virtual meeting that up to this point had only been described by participants. However, the one and only Ryan Graham managed to get his hands on the complete audio. And folks, there is a lot there. I got a few clips to play for you today, but you definitely want to subscribe to Ryan's podcast, Deconstructed, to hear a lot more. And trust me, you're going to want to hear a lot more. Now, the first thing you notice in this audio is that many of these leaders, not particularly happy with Biden's so far's particular upset at the selection of Tom Vilsack for Ag Commissioner. You will recall that Vilsack was the one who fired Shirley Sherrod in a deeply shameful incident after Ms. Sherrod was unfairly smeared by Breitbart. They were also disgusted by the idea that Rahm Emanuel would even be considered for anything after his role in covering up the killing of Laquan McDonald. Ooh. And they seemed generally to feel like they weren't getting a lot of specifics in terms of an action plan from Biden on the issues that they cared about the
1: most well why are they surprised <laughs> this is what you get when you say waiting to see what we get after election yeah why are you surprised and then they say this this was december 10th he came right out and was like hey y'all are not getting anything let's let's, let's be clear <laughs> and a matter of fact um laquan McDaniel, uh, I mean, I mean. Excuse me, a LaQuan McDonald shooting Rahm Emanuel. Mm-hmm. You know what, uh, what spot he's the post he's trying to get? Did you hear what spot
0: he's trying to get? Im- Rahm Emanuel. Yes. Uh, no, I, I I might have. I can't recall.
1: Ambassador to China. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. You know, it works. His brothers got the whole Hollywood connection to to China. So yeah, they they would those the brothers would probably rule over there.
1: The, the brain trust is intact.
0: Yep. Wow. Is that happening? Is he getting that? Is is he still up for that? Do you know? That's
1: that's what was as of February first. Wow. From the Chicago Sun Times. Wow. That's... that's that's what he's. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's pretty brazen, <laughs> man. Yeah. For all those, the pieces are in place. For those that don't know, his brother is um, uh, Ari Emanuel, the uh, you know big Hollywood agent. I think he's running the studio now, isn't he? Uh, uh, it's uh, I'm in, not sure. endeavor. Yeah. It's. Uh, <coughs>
1: I know he's the character from the uh, Entourage. Yes, with the, the, the base, real guy. Ari was based yeah, off the of, real yeah, guy.
0: Yeah. So they're they're totally Chinamen. Nice. Well done, brothers. Yeah, so we see,
1: like you said, Valerie Jar- uh, Valerie Jarrett, Rahm Emanuel. Um, we see all the all same same old crew um coming back together again. Uh well, so now we have another clip from show 18 and I don't know why they're surprised because she told them exactly what she was going to do specifically for black people.
11: So by default it affects black families, but there's not a particular policy for African Americans that you
2: would explore.
5: But no, if you look at the the reality of who will benefit from certain policies, when you take into account that they're not starting at the, at the same place and they're not stand, they're not starting on equal footing, it will directly benefit Black children, black families, black homeowners, because the disparities are so significant. So if we focus on the specific issues that have resulted in the greatest disparities, and we understand that that's part of why we're doing it. Listen, the, the reality also is this. Any policy that will benefit black people will benefit all of society. Oh, there it Let's is. Let's be clear about that. Let's really be clear about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. Because whatever benefits that black family will benefit that community and society as a whole in the country. Right?
1: Right. So help me with her logic. Society will benefit if we help black people. That's her logic. Yeah. We're not talking about society here, lady. (laughs) We're talking about specifically... (laughs) No, A no. group of people
0: but Kamala is for all children, Mo. <laughs> right. Ugh.
1: I'm just saying, so if when Joe speaks, if and this is what everybody's the stroller signed up for, uh, and all the people that was pro Democratic Party just throwing your vote away with the same same talking points, no promises, uh, this is what you deserve. I don't feel sorry for you. You know what? A lot of those people are now quiet. Oh, because really? it's like all you had to do was let it play out how it was going to play out and you would have showed your power either way now that was my logic behind not voting mm-hmm. enough of us not vote that <clears throat> puts the vote into play and you see just by not voting <laughs> ice cube was invited into the room to actually talk to a party
0: yeah but then they pulled the ultimate trick is uh well we know you all voted but we're not going to publish the numbers anywhere there's There's no real numbers we don't still don't really know what black people voted in this last election it's not widely publicized and i'm glad you brought that up because i haven't found those numbers
1: yet i'll look for the same exact study you think these studies happen year after year after year, but obviously not so we have crystal ball and she's gonna i spotted something about her and i'll get to it on the back side of the clip but now she goes into the details of what uh, Joe Biden said actual to this quote unquote civil rights leaders.
14: Now, over the course of the meeting, Biden directly admits that he doesn't even want to talk about police reform until after Georgia and outright blames defund the police for Democrats' underperformance. He shows himself to be characteristically thin-skinned when challenged at all, something, of course, we've seen before. The perniciousness of hollow identity politics, also on full display with Biden in one really bizarre moment, lecturing these leaders, quote, you guys are going to have to start working more with Hispanics who make up a larger portion of the population than y'all do in terms (laughs) of raw numbers. Always awesome to have some weird zero-sum competition between demographic groups. And he repeatedly shows complete contempt for progressives, referring derisively to AOC's ability to get things done in Congress. But... There were three incredibly revealing pieces of information communicated in this call that literally tell you everything you need to know about how the Biden administration is actually going to go. Put together, they are a true bombshell. And honestly, the landscape that we are facing is even worse than I thought.
1: So the thing I noticed, I'm going to lead you right off what I noticed about her and liberal leaning media. They'll start off talking about black people. And by the end of the segment, it's liberals, progressives. Right. It's like, hold on, yeah. I thought we were talking about You're right. You're right. black people. But she did this weird pivot, and that, they'll do that. They'll bring you in with the black, and it's like, oh, here, here's a progressive. So, how does that work? Yeah. Uh, and then you heard Joe told him, "Hey, black lives matter cost me votes. <laughs> so I don't want to hear anything about I police hear anything about that. <laughs> nothing." I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. And then he goes on to say, "Y'all got to start working with the Hispanics, cause they got the numbers on you."
0: Where Which, was where was the outrage? Was there no one who went? Come on now, nobody. That's just Joe being Joe. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, all right. I mean,
1: he told you weren't black if he if um if you didn't vote for him. <laughs> oh, I no, mean, I know
0: that. Look, Mo. Obviously, we knew what was going on. I just wonder if, if people are. I mean, I saw like an ad in the newspaper somewhere. Hey, you know, we, we, we want some. We want our props. That's Where's your it. leverage? Th- that zero. They got well. Uh, yes, they have zero leverage. You're right. Now look at this in
1: transaction terms. He has your cash now. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be nice to get your product. <laughs> if you and you're at the wheel of how much he's going to give you. So, Man. I mean, they can't really say anything because if they make us think about it, people are going to be all alone like, hey, we told you. I kick them out and of the club. The, and the point of what I'm making about this, and I'm I'm not pitting any groups against any other groups, the point I'm trying to make is if we're talking about political power for so-called black people, also known as ADOS, because that term black is very vague now um, with how it's rendered, um, we have to consolidate our vote into a block and then move that block to who has the most tangible benefits. That's how it works because he's right. We don't have the numbers. So it's even more important, but the leverage that we do have, we can win or lose election for people if that block is flexible.
0: Now, is <laughs> do you feel that the block you refer to uh, thinks that... Um the current election infrastructure is fair and especially considering the lack of publication of their demographic numbers
1: well it's never been fair i mean that's just part of, part of being on the bottom i mean you understand i mean cuz it's we have to be honest here on the right they do uh go through and take names off of rolls and that oh, kind of i mean like, they they right. did
0: mail in voting scams before anybody did
1: Right. So what I'm saying is if it's parity in the unfairness, I mean, you throw it out of the window and it's still like now we still have to negotiate and say if that block moves, if that whatever number of million votes swings from one way to the other, that election is going to follow. Because we see how tight these votes, are, the, the campaigns are now and the elections are now. Mm. So if that move block is flexible to say we're going to go to either side, that's where your power is if you're just stagnant and hope to be a cog in the wheel, that's all you're going to be is a cog in the wheel and not have any power. Like you see the Hispanic, Joe, not my words, you see Joe recognizing the power of the Hispanic vote. Right. Oh, but yeah. the Hispanic vote has its own problems because it drifts, as it becomes more affluent, it drifts off to into whiteness. And that's with any minority group, they start to check white. And we talked about this on a previous show. Yep. Where they start to check white two or three generations being in the country. hmm So, that's the problem. That's the leaky bucket of the Hispanic vote. Now you have the black voter here. that's very, uh, solidified. It's just move, have having movement and being flex, having flexibility is how you will the power. And that's what we were saying for all of <clears throat> the 2020 election, but these people's loyalties, um, cost them. And that's a little foreshadowing to where we're heading. <laughs> soon, and, and, um, and the storyline. So I think we stopped off at uh, 12. 11. Yeah. No, so we're about to pick up at 12. And this is Black Lives Matter activist voice caution. Cautious
15: optimism. After months of protests in defense of black lives, President Joe Biden signed several executive orders reiterating his support for racial justice in his first week in office.
3: In my campaign for president, I made it very clear At the moment it arrived as a nation where we face deep racial inequities in America and systemic racism that has plagued our nation for far, far too long.
15: But some activists are unconvinced the president will fulfill demands of the movement such as redirecting some police funding and abolishing private federal prisons, even though Biden signed an executive order phasing out private prison contracts.
4: We're not too thrilled about him, but we're hoping that he's gonna make a lot of changes and do something right for our people. Um, But he won our first choice, but because he was the only choice, we'd rather have him than Donald Trump.
6: Just because Biden was elected does not mean that he's gonna do the right things for BLM. We voted out Trump. So now it's time to make sure that Biden is going to follow everything the black community needs.
15: Some activists say the key will be holding Biden accountable by reinforcing the grassroots organizing in communities of color that helped propel him to office. Uh While some protests against racial injustice have been marred by violence, which both Biden and Trump condemned, the movement has largely advocated for peaceful protests and underscored the importance of work on local levels.
0: Hmm. Well, that's kind of interesting because their fundraising is now corporate America, mm-hmm. and so they really don't control that anymore. And you know, it'll be hard for true Black Lives Matter Inc. to to convince the corporations to do something against their interests with uh, with government.
1: No, that's why she said the key is reinforcing community organizing, aka peaceful protest, aka violent
0: yeah but i don't i don't think riding. they have the moves i don't think they have the system behind them they got the people to go out but they don't. The, the window breakers i don't think they have them now
1: oh uh, yeah well new york times just <laughs> said they're breaking glass they are criticizing biden from the left oh okay As president call for unity and calmer rhetoric his presidency begins with burn flags and federal agent deploy once again in the streets that's important ah, i must have times. missed
0: that oh okay Well, oh, good
1: no that's what they was telling i mean yeah. <laughs> that's the that was the point when they say key is reinforcing community
16: organizing.
0: It, it worked. Okay. That's keeping the truth active. But but again Until you again, get again but again, want, again which... notice, I didn't know. Why did <laughs> I not know? Because it wasn't televised. It may have been, but it wasn't incessantly thrown in my face, so I couldn't so I couldn't miss it.
1: Well, peaceful protesting is not great for television. Exactly. We all know that exactly. burning buildings don't make, make make for good television. If right. you're trying to sell that it's peace, if peacefully. Uh, peacefully done but now we have to get back to show 54 and that was Lemonhead Delight and this is the clip, actual clip from Eva Longoria oh, yeah. stating what Joe Biden just
17: told us quote unquote <laughs> civil right leaders about the numbers Again, our, our work is just beginning But I want to talk about what you just said about the women The women Of color showed up in big ways Of course you saw uh, in Georgia What, what uh, uh, black women have done But the Latina women were the Real heroines here, beating men yeah. In turnout in every yeah. state and oh. voting For Biden-Harris at an average rate Close to 3 to 1, and and that wasn't Surprising to us, you know, Latinos are the CEOs of the households, they make all the financial Decisions and healthcare decisions and educational Decisions, many Latinas are small business owners and they wanted a plan for recovery um, for themselves, not for Wall Street. And so Trump's policies were never aimed at the struggling Latina community. And, you know, if you look at voter suppression on top of that, how Latinas showed up, even through through the closing of polling places and the shutting down mm. of drop-off sites and new voter ID laws and long lines and driving 30 miles and, and all of that. And on top of that, restrictions and safety protocols of a of a pandemic. That spirit and perseverance that, that Latinas use in their daily lives, the struggle to pay their bills and the struggle to show up to their jobs and homeschool their kids and take care of their elders, that's the same perseverance and spirit they use to show up at polls.
0: Yeah, she got crap for that. <clears throat> no, she was very specific. I thought she got about cra- I what... thought she got crap for that. Didn't she get crap Oh, she for did.
18: Oh, she she had, she, had oh, yeah. she had to fix yeah, it. Oh, she had to fix it as he said it, but
1: yeah. in the heat of the moment, in the in the celebratory um glee of <laughs> winning the of being the real heroines, some truth came out. Yeah. <laughs> And you heard uh, basically Joe Biden echo exactly what she said, because she said we have the numbers, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially in especially with the current uh, political structure of how the party works, where we just show up. And you're saying large swaths for the Democrats without anything to offer. They have they're willing to cut deals. And if you notice, Trump got more Hispanic voters than any other, I think, Republican in maybe ever or a long, long time. Yeah, a lot. Right. That's that leaky bucket I'm talking about. Because once they become affluent or at least middle class, they understand well being also, more a conservative lot of, a lot of, uh, serves uh, me better. A
0: lot of uh younger, younger people. Hispanics. Yes. A lot of them Right. I mean, it's even
1: even with the even with the blacks as well. I mean, yeah. uh I said the blacks. Even with the blacks as well, I said it again. <laughs> you did. You said it again, man. <laughs> <Yes>. Holy shit. <laughs> well, that's that's what it is. I mean, yeah. it's the that's the political structure the blacks it's like yeah we'll go do what we're expected to do um so now we're going to transition a little bit uh and look at a character profile and kind of like we did with 45 savage uh we're gonna um and his uh characteristics of pro wrestlers and oh uh, yes and uh so we're gonna do uh, this for joe for neo, 40, neo-pagan for gods and dibby gods <laughs> <laughs> okay loki Um uh, we're gonna look at joe biden because we never did that with him um So he's going to get the presidential treatment. All All right. right. Yes.
0: Bend over, Joe. Here it comes. (laughs) Right. So
1: Joe plays a very interesting, uh, has an interesting role. And the reason why uh, I made notice to the word confidence, man, is because one of our favorite movies here created one of our favorite clips, the trick baby clip. Oh, yes. Well, now now we have to go look at the movie Trick Baby because it has some interesting dynamics that kind of align with Joe Biden and the people around him. So -hmm. if we can jump right into the trailer
0: from Trick Baby. Yes, 1973, I was nine years old. Trick
17: Baby. You wouldn't know the truth if it walked up and spit you
16: in the face. Trick Baby, the best-selling novel by Iceberg Slim, hottest black writer in the world today. The real gut story of the ghetto, its broads, its dudes, and high rollers like Blue Howard, the slickest con man of them all. Tonight, I'm drinking to the suckers, God bless their greedy little hearts. (laughs) Because without them, where would our hustlers be? Trick Baby
12: find
11: them for me what did he do for his share
12: i tell beautiful lies for my money cleo his white skin gives us a slick edge i hit the black mark he catches a
0: hump we never played that right we, we didn't play no that. no okay cool.
1: but that our clip is from this movie so that's trick baby and the two people in the movie is um is uh, blue it's blue and uh the white guy they call Trick Baby where he's not really white he's uh actually of mixed race and just to give a little background well we'll get to uh Trick Baby setting down a con on some businessmen just to give you a little insight to how I align him with Joe Biden and his ability to like you know instill confidence and what I want you to pay attention to there's even a similar cadence between him and uh, him and Joe Biden. Paul,
0: oh, Paul, well, Mister O'Brien has just been
12: telling me a very interesting story. Go ahead, Mister O'Brien. How are you going to make all that money? I'm making an investment. Oh, what kind of an investment? Property. I'm buying property in the ghetto. Yeah. That's good business. It is, if you know what you're doing, and you know what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> I'm a doctor, Mr. O'Brien, but occasionally I do invest in real estate. I must admit I'd be a little hesitant about making an investment in the Black Ghetto. You might be wrong about that. You really think so? There are. In a day or two, I'm going to make some very happy niggers by plunking down one hundred thousand dollars for their ghetto property. They don't know I've already contracted to sell it for half a million. I think I'll get a refill Do You think there's anything in it Possibly what kind of property are you buying tenements Can you explain how you managed to make such a good sale? It's the location the value of that land's going up the
0: blacks are too stupid to realize what it's really worth i'm not okay so so uh, first impression because i've also not heard that clip i don't believe Mm -hmm. no uh but and uh, but i have heard you know our other favorite clips from this movie holy crap that is totally joe biden I told you, right? It, I mean, it, it's almost like, and it's, you know, if you look at Joe Biden early Senate days when he was losing his hair for the first time, yep. and, and I think, you know, the Anita Bryant uh, hearings, he has very much the, the cadence for sure, but the voice is almost close. And so when you think about, you know, uh, early, mid-70s, that was Joe's time. He he is that guy. I mean, it, yeah, and I'm, I'm calling him a racist now, but he's that guy. Right.
1: And he's the confidence man his name is uh the character's name is white folks but he also is called trick baby so just to uh to clarify something maybe people got confused with who i was referring to but uh it's depending on who was talking to him he could either be called white folks or trick baby and to explain that we have iceberg slim talking to joe pine about confidence men
3: he returns now to tell us about the most incredible con man he ever knew A blond-haired, blue-eyed Negro called White
2: Folks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're not putting this on, are you, Slim? No, that's uh, that's factual. Called White Folks. Uh, How did he get that name? Because of the fact that he could
9: pass over the line, over the color line? That's right. Uh, White Folks uh, was a term applied to him by his friends. Uh, His enemies in the black ghetto called him Trick Baby. Now, a trick baby would imply, I believe, that uh, his mother was a prostitute. And that she had had sexual congress with a white man and there had been an accident. And here you're going to tell us a little bit in this book, and I hope a little bit tonight on the program,
3: about con men and uh, about the old adage of you can't cheat an honest man because a confidence man's greatest asset is the basic dishonesty
9: of the victim, isn't it? True. Right. Tell us a little bit about uh, ah. white folks and how he preyed on people. Uh, well, white folks had a natural uh, talent uh, for the con. And uh, under the aegis of uh, Blue Howard, all of his of white folks potential as a con man surfaced. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: That's in our
0: blood,
9: man.
1: So we have a uh, white folks, aka trick baby, um, br- brilliant con man, and the reason why I equate him to Joe Biden is because the way Joe Biden talks, the come on, man,
0: you know, in the no, it's it's him, it's him, it's totally him. Yeah. We could do a mashup. You could make it fit. I'm telling you, it's him.
1: But where does that come from? You think you have to look at it. But let's, well, he's let's from Philly. Back. Where he's, from, back? he's
0: from Philly in the 72.
1: Right. Well, the corn pop, man, excuse me, the um, the white folks thing. Yeah. He said you can only, a uh, con man can only trick something. It it preys off the, the, the dishonesty
0: uh, of his victim. Dis,
1: di, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when Joe gets these, quote unquote, civil rights leaders, he preys on their dishonesty. dishonesty. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is what you were saying about depends on the lens that somebody's looking at him through right he could be he could be center left or center right it's like if you want somebody's going to crack heads and lock people up joe's your guy you know but if you want (laughs) if you want somebody that's been around black people for a long time and he understands the psychology of black people joe's your guy so it just depends on the lens and it's the dishonesty Of the people that want to see what they want to see in him. And he's like, hey, whatever you want want me to be, I can be that. I I uh, think
0: that the general dishonesty, which probably everyone has, if, oh, okay, now this is the president or the president to be. And he's talking to me like he cares about me. And I'm just going to shut up about all that crazy stuff, he says, because I might get something out of it. And there's the dishonesty.
1: And that's why he was always known for his bipartisanship. 'Cause he can go in the back rooms, shake, you know, hey, hey, oh yeah, you're segregationist. Oh, that's all right. No, don't worry about it. Anyway, we we get a deal done. You know. <laughs> I can't
0: I can't wait until you get, you reveal his nickname. I'm I'm very curious.
1: Right. So um we have the story member of Corn Pop. Everybody was talking about corn pop. Corn how, could pop. We,
0: how could we forget corn pop?
1: Well, well people miss one of the key tales or the makings of joe biden in that story from the humor of it so i went back got the full segment re-listened nice and
3: let's listen to joe and his understanding of black people the point i want to make is uh i owe you all i owe this neighborhood i learned so so much I was a kid from suburbia. I lived out in Mayfield in a split-level home with my grandpop living with us and uh, in a three-bedroom home with four kids and my grandpop. But I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to get more involved. And I realized I lived in a neighborhood where I'd turn on the television, and I'd see and listen to Dr. King and others, but I didn't know any black people. No, I really didn't. You didn't know any white people either. That's the truth. So I wanted to work here. And there's my daughter, Ashley. Come on up here, Ash. And so what I did was I came down and I, uh, I applied to the city of Wilmington for a job. And for I was the only white employee here. And uh, I learned so much. I learned so much. And remember, Boom Boom Cannon and a few other guys that worked here well, as well. And we sit there and we talk, and they'd ask me questions, because I really was the only white guy they really knew.
0: I, I, uh, I, this is not what you're talking about, but I did hear, did he say Boom Boom Cannon? I never heard, heard that name in the clip.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, this, he's talking about the guys down at the, at the... No, I know,
0: and we always obsessed about Corn Pop, but I, I guess I never heard him talk about Boom Boom Cannon. I think that's a cool name, too.
1: So he's sitting around all these black guys. He's the only white guy there. And he starts to soak up the psychology. Mm -hmm. And that lends for the white folks. White folks was enhanced by learning Blue's tactics. Now you had this white guy that has, you know, he understands the beats of the street, but then he can learn from, you know, saying Blue. To enhance his game. That's kind of what Joe Biden did, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's why when he goes to talk to a Clyborn a or these other guys, he's like, "Come on, man!
0: You know, yeah. all the job talk. You know, <laughs> what you talking hey about? man, hey man. <laughs> I used to hang with Boom Boom Cannon, Corn Pop, and the right. boys with some heavy <laughs> dudes. Right.
1: So when you hear him with these civil rights leaders, quote unquote, you have to." Is he speaking to them like, it's, it's just us. Come on. I mean, let, let's go now. You got yeah, yeah. to be real. Know you know where I come from.
0: I'm from Scranton.
1: <laughs> right. So I just wanted to lay that out to, you know. Yep. Um,
0: if true, Mo, if even true, I mean it doesn't matter. Because of the, the, the confidence he protrudes makes it real. But who knows?
1: Well, well to learn, I mean, I, to make up that story, it could, be true, it could be true. I would believe it's more true because Joe Biden does understand the psychology of black people. I got to give him that. I mean, he d- he doesn't use it for the good. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah.
1: Right, but he understands it. And it's similar to Trump. Trump hanging around with all the guys in um, uh, Atlantic City, all the boxers, rappers. You start to understand. Now, I'm not saying they use their powers for good, but they tap in. Right. And it's like, okay, I understand. Like, and, and that's why you probably heard the same cadence from white folks as you did for the 1970s Joe sure, Biden.
2: Sure, sure.
1: Because it's the link, it's the tongue of the streets, and these things change over time.
0: Um, He's very huggy bear,
1: right? And like a lot of times, people get stuck in that time period where uh-huh. you know where they were
0: cool. You
1: know, it's like <laughs> Fly, so you were cool to <laughs> right? You know, and it's uh, the hip talk, jazz, you know, whatever area you came from. There's always a right. hey, blood, some skin, the <laughs> <This> <laughs> right? right. So Joe, Joe,
0: <laughs>
1: right? So Joe could, Joe could. Code switch. Let's just call it what it is. He can code switch. Very good at it. And and communicate with people. Um, So an example of that is from his uh, YouTube channel, the uh, campaign he
3: had targeted towards Black people. This is Joe Biden. Black lives matter. Period. I'm not afraid to say it. Inequities have to be met head on. African Americans need a fair shake when it comes to economic opportunity, health care. Criminal justice, education, and housing. That's why, if I'm elected, we'll get COVID under control by listening to the science. We'll raise the minimum wage to a living wage of $15 an hour. We'll protect the Affordable Care Act. Provide $100 billion in capital for minority owned small businesses. Offer a real plan to tackle the student debt crisis. We'll root out systemic racism in our criminal justice system. End cash bail to criminalize marijuana and automatically expunge prior convictions together. We can fix this. Let's build back better, but I can't do it without you. So I'm asking for your vote.
0: Build back better, baby. Yeah. So, you know, that, that cash, (laughs) that cash bail thing, man, that, that was the one that's the, that was the lever they could have done so much less damage to our streets just by just put the money get the if you want the people out on cash bail whatever that's what that's what it was that's what they always use cash bail it's where all the black lives matter money went because like you
1: said you have to keep what do we say about the community organizing you have to keep the screws to them yeah the only way you could do that is keep belling out the same, same people. handful of people. Rinse and repeat. It's going to go, right. It's going to go, the the uh, third wave is what we call them. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and, and some of them, like the second wave never gets arrested. <laughs> they just go and, you know, break the glass and then the same right. people now, come out. There's always some,
0: some first waivers who get caught up in the third wave, but yeah.
1: Right. But it, another thing I want to point out about Joe Biden when he was campaigning was the soul of America, so yes. with this revelation, that means something totally different. He's talking about, like, soul. Soul, brother. Soul. You know what I'm going to bring the soul back. You know
0: what I'm <laughs> I mean, He needs some bell bottoms. Be? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. can do total 70, bring back soul, baby
1: but That's why he kept saying, "I'm going to bring back the soul of America." Because, I'm, so I'm wondering, is he saying that?
0: Do you think that that was as, du- that, that had a hidden meaning? That was like a, it's possible. That look a little. I'm
1: saying that mean? in his mind, he thinks that it sounds a certain <laughs> way to a certain audience, a like joke, how we does. heard. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, I know how to talk
0: to these people. <laughs> you got to tell them soul. <laughs> okay, but he does. He, but he also he does in a, he has a, um, an odd way about it, but. I think his age comes into play. You give him a pass somehow. Like, uh, uh, you, you're really old, man. And it's really old memes you're using here. But, uh. Yeah, but, I mean,
1: he, he, I, I don't know. I mean. Now, I'm not falling for it. You're not falling it's, it's, for it. No, I'm not falling for it. But I'm just saying that it's, you, you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. And if you can communicate and cast spells, which that's what comments, I mean, we got to go back to our, you know, the terminology we use. Which you get caught somebody caught up in this in the spell and they fall for it and then they end up no pun intended holding the bag in the end. So as we spoke about before, the screws have been ratcheted down, so we had to throw Black Lives Matter a bone and they won a prize.
18: On this, the first day of Black History Month, we take a look by the numbers at the Black Lives Matter movement, which has just been nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize by a member of the Norwegian parliament. Between 16 and 26 million people in America participated in Black Lives Matter protests after the death of George Floyd, making it the largest social movement in U.S. history, according to four different studies. BLM was launched in 2013 in response to the acquittal of George Zimmerman for the fatal shooting of Trayvon Martin. It's a decentralized Movement comprised of more than 150 different groups with no single leadership. 93% of Black Lives Matter protests last summer were peaceful, according to the ACLED, but there was some violence and more than 14,000 arrests were made across 49 cities nationwide during the protests, according to a Washington Post tally.
0: Yeah, this was <laughs> not, not really surprising, you know, knowing how these things are are, are chosen. The, the The worry I have is that you know the people who who were in who were in black lives matter they'll all demand a participation ribbon i don't know if we can make enough
1: Hey, I don't I don't know how that's gonna work. Well you know it never trickles down to the streets. We, we gotta worry about that. <laughs> it's gonna be about no, three or four it's, people. It's gonna be
0: white people picking up the award, Mo. Come on. We you do know what's gonna happen.
1: Well, they gotta roll out uh, you know, the the, the, the mainstays and the, you think, the figureheads. You think, you think
0: they'll bring out someone who would they bring out uh not not Patrice Caller. she's she's retreated, man. She's not really up front anymore. But Stacey well, Abrams is no, um
1: let's 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 say let's talk about something for a minute they said this at the beginning when we had them on the Ted talks and I, I don't have the clip handy, but how there was what black law matter mean to you. Oh, it's global warming and it's all this and all that. Now that the, when the real money starts to flow yeah. out of this administration, they're over there. They're like, we use black Lives matter to prove that we could make things happen. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to bigger purses, bigger bags of money. And now that's the global warming and the, And all the other initiatives. Yes, sir. I mean, they're still they're they're still around, but they'll they'll be rolled out when they need to be. But the one thing I want to point out, two things I want to point out from this clip was, how do you get a Nobel Peace Prize nomination and you're ninety three percent peaceful? How does that work? I mean, I would think the criteria to to get a peace prize would you have to be hundred percent peaceful i don't know i, I don't know how to <laughs> well now
0: first of all they haven't won i i believe stacy abrams is also up for, i don't know if it's the peace prize but I, maybe a no nobel- i'm saying a nomination i mean like when i'm looking at something i'm like
1: well <laughs> they're 93 percent peaceful uh I, 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 it rounds up to 100
0: yeah, but, i mean so we can put them in the But running. when obama got his uh, nobel prize he was embarrassed about it because he was the drone king but technically, he hadn't done anything. Nothing. Yet, right? I he had a clean slate.
1: So he was 100% peaceful. <laughs> he <laughs> was. He
0: just, <laughs> he, you yeah, he got, yeah, you're right. He was 100% peaceful and he showed up. Perfect. You win.
1: These people, 14,000 arrests no. across 49 states. 93%. Peace. I don't know. Peaceful fires everywhere. No. Peaceful looting. Peaceful dead people in the street. And, you know, you get a Nobel Peace Prize. But you know what? I equate this to the White Helmets getting the Oscar. Oh, sure. And which is now proven
0: to be a total hoax.
1: Right. And they'll have a documentary about Black Lives Matter another 10 years saying, you know, oh, well, we didn't know. Um, And the, The final thing is that no single leadership. Remember that as you listen to the next clip.
18: Many of these arrests were for low-level offenses like curfew violations and failure to disperse. The BLM Global Network Foundation was just awarded $100,000 as the winner of Sweden's 2020 Olaf Palme Human Rights Prize for, quote, promoting peaceful civil disobedience against police brutality and (laughs) racial violence around the world. Also on the list of 2021 Nobel Peace Prize nominees is Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law, for his work brokering peace deals between Israel and several Arab nations. The winner will be announced in
0: october wow i didn't even know he was nominated uh no you see the balance because i was i was thinking to myself
18: <laughs> you know i
0: gotta say trump did some uh, some work with the jericho accords and all that and, you know and there was no war for four years um right. and you know he put some historic stuff together but okay i mean I'm, I'm i've been following the nobel peace prize for for years it's always dumb and political but now Jared, yeah, but, he he did. She did the work. He'll lose. <laughs> I'm sorry to no, say. notice they had to put notice they had to put the balance
1: up there. But that wasn't. But that partial. wasn't even
0: portrayed here. It's such a, what an opportunity uh, to do a horse race on TV, and they're not doing it. They're only talking about BLM. No, because everything Trump has to be bad. I mean, everything they couldn't but, even give no, it to Trump.
1: But I mean, they but had that, to go to
0: Jared. It's like, I, oh yeah, Jared. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I expect I would expect I think that I don't think they know. I would expect the, the the news people to be all over this. Oh my gosh! Well, clearly Black Lives Matter is going to win over the evil Trump. You know, they they could play this a story as as a as an entertainment producer. I don't understand why they haven't used the story. It's beautiful. You can make Trump it is even it stupider. is a good
2: it,
1: it, <clears throat> right. It is a good ju- juxtaposition. You know, to have be had between those two uh, yeah. groups or two efforts. Yeah, perfect. But. The thing I want to point out was, remember, 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 uh, remember we said no single leadership. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, where's that $100,000 check going to? I'm sure it's going to some, <clears throat> I'm sure we can figure out who the leader is by whose names on that check.
2: Yeah.
0: It was the black. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think it was the black lives matter, matter global found, network global foundation, foundation network. network. Yeah. 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 I think that might be the Rosenberg woman <clears throat> who runs that. But it's no clear leadership. No, 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 They, no, they, no, they no, said no. It in the
1: same clip. <laughs> they said it in the same clip. No clear,
0: this- but here's a check. You're right, oh, Man, it's it's amazing. It, uh, well. As you always say, pay attention. <laughs> the truth will reveal itself. It's, they're saying it. The, the thing is, we're, we're so used to just taking the, taking the beating in the face and the information. I don't think we, half the time, we don't even process it.
1: That. No, that's why you had to just re- I'm going to give people a little bit of advice. Take one story and just follow it. <laughs> if you try to take it all in, it's gonna it's gonna overwhelm you and fry your circuits. And that's kind of what we do here is kind of repair your circuits or you know give you some surge protectors. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: So and and the best way to do that is to put the two energy sources together and see what sparks fly.
16: First the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table the white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that negro and the so-called negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved that's the only way that they'll ever do it
0: and the uh, the formula is that simple uh Mo and I sit down once every uh we're down to week, ten days, uh, and we're we're working on schedules and actually Mo's got some pretty big plans. I'm excited to, yeah, I've been to busy. be a part of. <laughs> yes. Um and uh You know, it's like after fifty this so this is our fifty eighth episode. And we don't argue about much. we don't have we don't see we see eye to eye on most things I think uh, and
1: the things we don't we agree to disagree and we know we keep it keep it cordial what we do is put the fence aside we well, leave the fence outside the door. Yeah. And then we come here and we have an honest discussion.
0: But also, I like the learning, man. The auntie thing, that, that's mind-boggling. I never even <laughs> realized how cool that is. The comma, 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 chameleon, the chimera. Hey, this is a value-for-value value production. Uh, you didn't hear any commercials. There's no corporate money in here. Uh, otherwise, trust me, we wouldn't be on the air because corporate money is, uh, you know, you've got to toe the line. Otherwise, you're not a part of it. And uh, who knows? Who might not even be... On the internet, with the cancel culture, so it's a complete independent operation. A lot of work does go into it, and we love the uh, the people who participate in producing the show. You, we, you listening right now, you're a producer, whether you like it or not. There's a piece of feedback, a piece of information, something that you have that eventually will come into play and will contribute to the show. Uh, we call it the value for value network. We ask for one of three things, or all three, if you got them: your time, your talent, and your treasure. Anything you have, whatever you get out of the show, put it back in there. And we love to uh, highlight our executive producers and associate executive producers who came in uh, with the big funds to keep us rolling this week. And we start off with uh, Andrew Watson. (laughs) Now, so there's no note from Andrew Watson who who supports us here with $976.33. Holy crap. Big, big baller. Baller. Shot caller. 20-inch blades on the Impala. Nice. <laughs> what? How come, uh, how come there's no note, Andrew? Crap, man. Did we miss something? I sure and, hope not. And, f- and for that
1: donation, he actually created something. The top producer for the week is going to be the big baller. Did he put and that this together? Week, no, no. I had to do that. Pfft. No, 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 nothing. We had to, I, we had to. No, no.
2: I, I'm gonna, know, gonna hit all it, our hit,
0: producers hit, are special, but gonna, gonna hit it one more time. Paula.
1: <laughs>
10: shot caller, <laughs> twenty inch blades on the Impala.
0: Nice. I, I had to
1: check my cash app. Like, <laughs> it's like what did you happened? Type something in wrong or? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, thank wow. you. Hey, hey, yeah, that's very cool, you. man.
0: That is that and, is fantastic.
1: And more than the money, just the thought that you value what we do to that level. I mean, that's that, that, that's the wow.
0: (laughs) Yes. Wow. Wow, Indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Top donor for today's show. Jackie green, not too shabby. Not shabby at all. (laughs) $450 and 45 cents. Talk about some value in your face. Mo. nice. Uh, Jackie says, great work, fellas. Always looking forward to new episodes. Thank you, Uh, Jackie. Really appreciate that. Nice. Oh my goodness. Then Brett Harding, throw some numbers down. One, two, three, four, five. Gentlemen, please accept my alley and oop it on home for me. Recently caught up with your back catalog and hope this donation will keep things in order. May I please get a DDB and some Mo Karma. Keep doing the good work. Of course, you'll be dead beaded.
17: Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat. <laughs> You've got... Mo Karma...
0: Very nice thank you brett one two three two one comes from janet Kostrevsky. dear mo and adam uh janet writes i'm sending you this donation in honor of my palindrome birthday one twenty three twenty one so we came in a little bit late on that but uh thank you very much uh, janet happy birthday and she says love the show and we appreciate that rusty Becker. Wait, I, oh I, wait, wait 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 oh wait. no of course they, they always saying? give me a biscuit <laughs> on my birthday i keep forgetting the birthday biscuit yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not slipping into other shows they got it showing up i think it showed up on uh podcasting 2.0 really <laughs> yeah so it's like like eh, i want a biscuit all right fine uh janet thank you janet rusty becker uh one i'm loving these numbers today uh Rusty says, Hey, Mo sent you the 112.35 donation. I'm a Ronimo. Can I get a Woosa for those who knew Ronimo is a Rogan no agenda Mo facts?
2: Oosa. 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 <laughs> I, wish,
0: I wish I was a bit more clever, but I know you'll do a great show regardless. Well, I don't know, man. We, we rely on some of the amazing things you guys think of. Um let's see. Thank you for being a light to those in the darkness. Also, check out Ninja Scroll. I like Jesse L P. Uh yeah, okay, Do we got
1: amazing Amazing.
0: <laughs> that <Trump> was sweet. <laughs> yes. Rusty, thank you very much. R A B Rab, he says. Uh Robert Sheldon, uh, 100 dollars Also executive producer for episode number uh 58. Uh, thanks, just found you guys. Catching up quick. Appreciate the honesty and the subjects. Have you ever heard of David Gronowski, a neighbor's choice on YouTube? I don't think I have of you. Mo, did you check it I out? I have not,
1: but I'll check him out. I always check people, check things out that people send me
0: about you on YouTube. Apparently, he talks about Rene Girard and mimetic desire from a unique Christian perspective, also cuts out a lot of divisive propaganda. Oh well, that's, that's yeah, we'll t- that's what we do here that.
1: we can relate. Yeah, quite, <laughs> we can well, relate. exactly
0: do some homework, you know, a little extracurricular work. Thank you uh, Robert, thank you with your ten oh oh or your, your 101 penny. Uh you are. Yes, you are an executive producer for episode 58 Sir McQueen of Blight Town our first associate executive producer but also scores the episode uh, credit with $58. This show keeps me cool. Thank you. Keeps me cool too, Sir Mc, Sir McQueen. Sammy Minkinen, Minkinen, Minkinen. And Sammy, also a member of the uh, 58 episode club member. Please D deadbeat me. Okay, we can do that. And what else do you say here? D deadbeat. And give me Mo Karma. Thanks. Really enjoy your show. So keep up the great work, Sir Sammy. Ah, yes. Oh, it's a lot of famous and famous names popping up here. I like this.
17: Congratulations. You're no longer a
6: deadbeat.
17: <laughs> you've got
0: mo uh, people picking up on the episode club 58 also episode episode club member and executive associate producer for chris bailey uh, mm-hmm. thank you chris eric hochel from deutschland 52 uh, no note from him but we know he's he's always here to support us we appreciate him so much julian robbins 50 dollars executive producership in the morning adam and mo uh, it's been a while since my last donation, and I could use a D dead beating. Well, d- happy to hand them out today.
17: Congratulations. <laughs> you're no longer a deadbeat. I mean, if you've donated once. if le- you've le- donated le- le-
1: once. I was about to say, you can't be a deadbeat if you donate it, unless you're just in some S&M, want to be called a deadbeat. And we'll, we'll oblige you, but don't feel obligated to have to D deadbeat yourself if you're a. Uh, if you're already a
0: producer, I think people just like the jingle, Mo. I do.
1: I mean, hey, you're <laughs> the Facebook too. I'm not, I am no judge of. It was uncalled. Your I agree. Is.
0: It was an, un, uns, un, an unnecessary de- dead dead beating, but okay. You know, I was like, I'm just but trying. If, but if she enjoyed it, he, <laughs> that's what uh, you wanted, Julian. Yeah. 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 Uh, the message in episode 57, uh, Julian goes on to say, was something that I and I'm sure many others really needed right now. The gaslighting in the media is insane, and it's very important that we don't fall into the mind traps they're digging for us. Mo, are you familiar with 4D thinking? Well, of course. We all we all, yeah, we all study 45 <laughs> Savage's chess game. <laughs> right. I believe this is the key to avoiding mind traps. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, we, had a hel- we have a hell of a road ahead of us. Julian Robbins, Aptos, California. Now, seriously, the 4D thinking, are you familiar with a specific term or practice? No.
1: I think I am, but I use a different method. Just from what I learned in uh, uh, doing my job, it's the five whys. You have to ask why, and then why again, and why again, and why again. I think that's kind of what it what it means
0: is that interesting
1: moves moves are calculated on not what you like the reaction, but the reaction to the reaction to the reaction. That's how. I, understand it to
0: be so. Ah, so you you run it down the ladder, you say, okay, why and then why why that and why 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 that? Is that what you're
2: saying? Right. Oh. Right. With the
1: auntie thing. Recursive. I mean, it's yeah. Lit- yeah, ins- yeah. Lit- like, why does she want her to not say auntie? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That kind of So yeah. Decon-
0: just a lit- deconstruction. The- well you're an analyst. We yeah. know we know what we know what you are. <laughs> we know what you're made of. Hey, look at thirteen. Elvis, Chef Rosenberg, always here to help us and he uh comes in with fifty dollars is uh an associate executive producer and he needs a cancel cannon nice i love me a cancel <laughs> cannon a final ex- uh, associate executive producer for episode 58 is Dwayne, uh who sends us 50 dollars. says support the show for the show and yourself and we thank you Dwayne. and are we doing a second segment uh, today mo we're doing it all yes, in this yes. one yeah we're doing a second, yeah, we'd, we'd do our okay.
1: second one yeah
0: okay well we'll leave it at that for now a thank you to our executive producers and wow uh, again, thanks to Andrew and Jackie up there and along with Brett and Janet and Rusty and Robert and all of you. And we'll thank uh, more of you um, who came in under $50 in our second segment. Again, value for value. It really doesn't matter what you what the amount is. If that's your value, if that's your top value, that that is good for us. That's what right. keeps it honest, what keeps it simple. And I'm very excited that the MoFax with Adam Curry podcast will be one of the pioneering shows for our podcasting 2.0 pledge system, uh, which means uh, your favorite podcast app eventually. But there'll be about five out of the gate. We'll be able to uh, you can pledge money, say, you know, I find this show is X amount. It's worth this much of an hour that I listen to it. And it'll stream that money in real time on a per minute basis to the show. Um, so cool. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying we're trying to come up with ways that uh, get away from advertising, away from cancel culture, and actually away from payment systems. Uh, you know, it's like PayPal and um, uh, really Patreon. You know, th- there's a lot of stuff where it gets platforms. You know, it gets sticky. So we're going to try and uh, make this thing a little more future proof. And uh, this is the perfect petri dish to do it. And I know we got a lot of producers out there who are willing to try anything. So. Stay tuned for that. And go to um MoFacts.com. Uh, that is the, the main website. If you want to go directly to our donation page, go to Mofundme.com, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. And thank you to our executive producers and associate executive producers for episode number 58.
1: All right. So we got to get back in it with uh Crystal Ball. And we know that she, as we pointed out before, she has a motive. And that's the progressive motive. And they're using the plight of the so-called civil rights. And I don't say that disparagingly, but that term is loosely just thrown around with some of the people that was in the room. And no need to mention them because Joe was the star of the room. Right. (laughs) So she promised. (laughs) So she promised three things that she was going to run down That just going to foretell how the Joe Biden administration was going to be for the next four years. All right, so let's get into 22. There were
14: three incredibly revealing pieces of information communicated in this call that literally tell you everything you need to know about how the Biden administration is actually going to go. Put together, they are a true bombshell. And honestly, the landscape that we are facing is even worse than I thought. So first of all, Biden repeatedly and aggressively comments about how much his words alone matter. It's probably the most consistent through line of all of his comments. Just listen to how Biden responds to a questioner's specific concern about a lack of action and progress.
16: A lot of people in our community are getting a little anxious because they are not seeing enough of the progress they thought they would have seen at this point. Let's not disappoint them, and let's not get to a place where
3: Boulders and Georgia begin to second guess. Okay, let me respond. I, I, I've got to gotta go. Let me respond. There's a lot to respond to here. Let's get something straight. You shouldn't be disappointed. What I've done so far is more than anybody else has done this far. Okay? Number one. Number two. I mean what I say when i say it i mean what i say when i say it i'm the only person who's ever run on three platforms that i was told could not possibly win the election and i never ceased from it one was on restoring the soul of this country because of what i saw happen in charlottesville that was it no one else was talking about it the words of presidents matter
16: nobody else
0: I only now really realize what he was saying there. I I mean what I say when I say it.
16: <laughs>
0: not after, not five minutes later. When I say it, I really mean it. I mean, mean I mean
1: what I say when I say it.
0: That's crazy. I never even you, considered that. You
1: shouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. I'm on three platforms. Not one, not two, three, <laughs> three. three platforms.
19: <laughs> Can you dig it? I'm bringing the soul back. <laughs> Carn poppers a bad dude. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Thanks, Obama.
1: <laughs> they get exactly what they deserve. But I had to hear it both ways. Yes. Is he is he thinking they're in a private meeting and he's like, I have to talk to them like. And you know like i used to talk to what was the guy named bo whatever his name was it uh, boom, boom 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 cannon <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how i used to talk to boom boom i mean what i say when i say it <laughs> but <laughs> so you gotta think about it and she says that
2: mm-hmm.
1: focus on his words alone yeah that's what a confidence man does yep. he sells you words words
0: yeah it's so oh, obvious.
1: Oh, Trick Baby Biden. He was... he was uh, <laughs>
0: Trick Baby Biden. Did I hear... Did I
1: just hear you say that? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Okay. That's still not the one, but he's had so many. Yeah. But it's just that that's... I have to hear him both ways now, hearing that <laughs> corn pop clip. Yeah. <laughs> because if he thinks he's shooting a jive... Yeah. Is he being condescending or is he really tapping into how he would communicate with people that he thought of, of, to black people. Oh, I'm and sorry. to be fair, <laughs> yeah. to, be, to be fair, if we castigate him for it, then we have to castigate Karen Hunter for when she did it. Of course. Well, I do. No, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that's what we do here. Yeah, <laughs> We make sure we give equal treatment across the board. Sure. No, no, uh, no biases. So, um, now, This is where we get to the new nickname. Oh, no, no, no. Let me see. Let me see. I might be getting ahead of myself. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm tripping. Yeah. So, okay. Now.
0: And I said tripping. How cool is that? I was like, I'm (laughs) I'm doing a Biden on you. All right. Yeah.
1: yeah, So this is where we get to um, his nickname. And it comes from a show called The Wire. And this is something me and E-Class, this show, we will discuss for hours hours on end <laughs> this is because good. it was it, it was multi-layered. I sure. mean, you, you could, it's one of those shows you can watch. I'll say it's like maybe five or six shows like that. Just off right ahead, Mad Men. I could watch those episodes over and over again. Sopranos was written that way. and And The Wire, just to keep a short list. And this nickname comes from The Wire. And The Wire was a crime drama television show that came on in 2002 to 2008 and um and on HBO excuse me and it was about a police drama in Baltimore following drug cartels and other organized
8: crime so one of the character's name was Prop Joe <laughs> Proposition Joe, however, is a rare example of a person whose ambitions aren't really clear. We know it's not to become king of the game because he stays in the background and seems to prefer keeping a lower profile, and he doesn't seem to want to go legit either. So, what is Prop Joe's endgame? Prop Joe uses his wit and intellect to make deals with his rivals and allies to keep his position secure and his supply protected, but beyond that, he doesn't seem to really make a play in one particular direction. Joe also seems to find some sort of pleasure in playing the middle against both ends. There are several times when he manipulates situations when he doesn't really need to or when a more straightforward approach would be better or simpler. But to really look at prop Joe, we need to start at the beginning. In a flashback scene from Joe's days as a school kid, he is seen attempting to sell another kid the results to a test. The other kid threatens to beat Joe and take the results without paying. Without blinking an eye, Joe nonchalantly rebuffs his threats and tells him he should reconsider as he'll need Joe for future tests in the near future. When the kid pays less than what he owes, Joe then goes to his teacher and actually gets her to pay for information on who will be cheating on the test, <laughs> thus getting back at the other kid and making up the money he lost. This is an important scene because Joe is shown throughout the show as a man who sort of has all the answers. People seem to believe whatever he says without question, and he always seems to find a way to come out on top.
0: Prop, prop Joe. Joe. Prop Joe. Which is a double entendre. Oh yeah. And You gotta prop him up, and he's propositioning. And he's a prop. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah. It was a triple entendre.
1: I didn't even <laughs> get the problem to got a prop him up. Prop Joe, but,
0: I like it. But,
1: but as you heard, what it, he played the background. He was always about making deals, and yeah. so when me e class is having this in depth uh, discussion about the different characters, and I go start working on the show, it's just like wow, it's like I mean, this character basically he's he's a confidence man as they say like his deals his words uh he was always about you know that's how you got his name proposition joe um so i guess we can move into the
8: second um part of prop joe what makes that so interesting is joe isn't the kind of person that really commands respect just on his personality he's soft-spoken he isn't a violent or intimidating person and he comes off as sort of a big brother figure people like joe because he's a likable guy But the truth is, Joe was never the person who he portrayed himself to be. The kid who threatened to beat up Joe tells him, you're a snake, Joe. But Joe responds, I don't have a reputation for doing business that way. However, the kid immediately questions the validity of the test and almost immediately calls Joe a snake, meaning that Joe, in fact, does have a reputation for being devious. Shortly after, when Joe pulls his teacher to the side to tell her about the cheating kid, before he even says anything, she rolls her eyes and says, what is it this time? So again, he has a reputation of being a hustler who always finds himself in the middle of things. Fast forward to the events of the show and Joe is the same person he was in 1962. He's always in the middle of everything and he's always trying to manipulate the scenario toward his favor. I found Prop Joe interesting because he's a character that has a lot of influence, but due to his inability to stay in his own lane, he's unable to really gain anything. So let's look at Joe's strengths. Joe was good not only at reading people, but knowing what they wanted, which he always used to his advantage. It was how he was able to talk himself out of so many situations and turn a negative situation into a positive one nearly every time it happened. Joe understood what was valuable to people, and he always had something they wanted or access to.
0: Wow, man, I'd say that slipper fits. (laughs) I mean, right down down to the... uh... To, you know he he doesn't really benefit directly because his whole family is running the scams. You know he he just does his prop Joe stuff and they and they give him a vig and he's happy. You know the big, man the big, yeah, the big man, the big guy, the big guy exactly. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, that's good. Very well, good score on this, Mo. Good score. And,
1: and then and then they said he didn't. He's not really um respected for his uh, knowledge or his, You know, what I'm saying his. Uh, it's just he's a very charismatic person. Yeah. Even Trump, that was Trump big knock on him. Like, he's not that smart. You know, what I mean, but he has the soft skills. He does. He really does. And, and he, he has the knack for bipartisanship means he can get the deal done. Um. So the, the prop Joe fits him <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> to <the and> <laughs> let's just go home and br- go ahead and bring it on home with part three.
8: Joe did the same thing. People thought they needed him even if they really didn't. Not only did Joe sell people access to things they wanted, but he did it in such a way that they thought they could only get it from him. Joe knew that most of the people he dealt with weren't going to investigate what he told them or see if they could get what they wanted elsewhere, which is another advantage that he had. Joe also had a way with people, he's well-liked. You can tell by the way others spoke about him that he was well-respected. He may not always have been the most ethical, but it seems that most people just chalked that up as the price of doing business with him and since they were getting what they wanted too, there was really no reason to make a big deal out of it. But now, when we look at Joe's flaws, we begin to understand why things fell apart for him. His biggest flaw was his complacency. While Joe was smart and good at reading people, he thought he was smarter than everyone else. He's been playing the same game since at least 1962, and he got really good at playing it, too. His strategy of being able to assist people in getting what they wanted at a price he wanted had worked for four decades, so Joe had no reason to believe he couldn't continue to use the same strategy.
0: Wow, man, Did they write this show about him?
8: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Timeline, everything,
0: everything. That's... (laughs) That, that, that's just the writers joking around, like, hey, we're just, dude, look, hey, Prop Joe, is the guy. And this came out
1: in 2002. So, I mean, that's... It's Interesting. E-class, you're priceless, man.
0: You're priceless. Was that E-class is fine? How'd that work out?
1: No, the conversation we were having about the characters, and it just put me in the mindset when I started describing them, that was like, wow, they have a lot of similarities. Fantastic. But it's just the, it's the... Mental exercise that we have between similarities like
0: facsimile is more like it. It's exactly, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. But
1: Prop Joe just—I mean—give a give away the story. I mean, it's not spoiler alert. Now, his one downfall was his loyalty. Could it be the same thing? We'll have to see. Hmm. Uh, but now you hear he, like uh, now we got to get back to crystal ball keeping Prop Joe and this uh, character archetype in mind when she discusses more of the three things that he talked about with the civil rights leaders.
14: So... He's asked about progress, and he says, hey, I talked about Charlottesville. Isn't that enough for you people? I mean, in (laughs) fairness, it is more or less all that he promised on the campaign trail, but you can't really blame people for wanting a little bit more now that Biden is ascending to the heights of American power. Words matter, sure, but actions matter more. Biden, throughout this call, seems not to agree. All right, the second important piece is this. Biden acknowledges that it's going to be extremely tough to get anything passed through Congress, basically throwing up a hands and setting expectations at the ground for what he can actually do here he is talking specifically about two voting rights bills i
3: like hr one and i like hr four but let me tell you something we're going to have a hell of a hard time getting that passed through a republican senate so the question is what can we do in the meantime i'm going to push him
14: hell of a hard time and he's not wrong of course republicans are not going to do a damn thing with him unless it's something you really don't want them to do in the first place starting a new war cuts our security and the like so you might think that given his acknowledgement of how challenging the congressional landscape is likely to be that biden would be ready to get creative in order to deliver some results yeah not so much
0: <laughs> now no. I, i've been looking at that hr1 uh huh oh, mo it's it's a monster and it's all the it's all about voting i mean basically <laughs> if, if you're black you vote twice it's like yeah you we have two votes and yeah, you can drop it in as, the as mailbox as long as you
1: spend as long as you spend
0: them the right way i mean now, let's, let's be oh, clear. No, if you have to vote democrat of course but it's, a, no, it's
1: what i'm saying from last 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 week last show You can't work autonomously. Exactly. (laughs) If you protest on your own. Yeah, exactly. You're violent thugs. If you vote the wrong way with those two votes, nah, it has to go a certain way. Uh, But one thing, I agree with Joe. I'm only going to give you what I promised you. That's right. This is how politics work. These people need to grow up and be adults.
0: They need to learn, yeah.
1: and, And understand how the game works. You get your promises up front. Because when you saw him coming in and signing executive uh, uh, orders orders for other groups and demographics, he had no qualms about He's like, hey, hey, hey see, what am I signing? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I'm signing. <laughs> I
0: got three more here today. I don't know what it right. is. Three more.
1: Yeah. Three more, Joe, you get your juice box. He's like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. Um, but, yeah, so the second thing is that they they're crying about more and they want more. Yeah, he was close. He said HR four, no HR forty, Joe. HR forty. That's what we need to talk about. Right? Is that the reparations uh, there, thing? Yes, yeah. that's the that's the conversation about the conversation about reparations. Right. But still, that'd be some progress in the right way. But he won't even talk about that. And I believe, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm not big on governance. I'm big on, and I said that on Hotep Show. I don't want to clarify just in case I confuse some people. I'm big on politics. I'm not big on governance. Because whoever gets the power, going to do what they want to do. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, it's it's about you win and lose at the at the at the uh, up up into the ballot box and what happens in the voting booth. After that, I mean, it's like you have to deal with what what the outcome is. Um. So I just want to make that clarification. Um, But yeah, I'm big on politics, not big on governance. But yeah, so you got HR 40. He's not going to talk about that. And I was saying that I think that they have all they have all the the house the senate the uh, white house and it seems like they have a favorable court i mean a cooperative court if not you know um it's not going to be very adversar- uh, adversarial to soon so um what's stopping them from passing anything now
0: uh insincerity right i mean now now you really <laughs> if if
1: post georgia the special election this is when you should if Black Lives Matter is what they said they were about, it should be one thing and one thing only. Pushing towards reparation. There's no excuse now that you can't do it. But you didn't get that promise up front. No. So that's why I, I go back and say I agree with Joe. You only get what you get promised. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't promise you anything.
0: And he he, and, he he meant what he said when he said it.
1: Right. And I want to make another thing clear. they, they were having this discussion in the first of December, talking about they haven't seen uh, what they thought they would have seen at this point. <laughs> he's not even in power yet. So you know what they're talking about, Adam? Appointments. Oh, yeah. Who, it's who, not about... Who's God, on it, the team? Who's on the team? Right. And because you can't hold him to anything if he's not in power yet. He can't sign anything. But they were more concerned about this person not
0: getting appointed there or getting this office or, you know... Or the wrong skin uh, color or the wrong genitalia right, right. or not enough of the right person. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's
1: that's that's what their interests are. That's why I have no you're saying no uh, pity for them because they don't deserve anything. Um, but let's wrap up with uh, I think
2: this
14: is the final clip from um, Crystal Ball. And this is the third and absolutely critical piece. Biden goes out of his way to pour cold water on the idea of doing much more than rolling back Trump era executive orders using his own new powers.
3: And so there's some things that I'm going to be able to do by executive order. I'm not going to hesitate to do it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do what used to, Vanita, you probably used to get angry with me during the debates when you'd have some of the people you were supporting. On day one, I'm going to executive order to do this. Not within the constitutional authority. I am not going to violate the Constitution executive authority that my progressive friends talk about is way beyond the bounds and as a, a, one of you said maybe you remember now whether it's far left or far right there is a constitution it's our only hope our only hope and the way to deal with it is where I have executive authority, I will use it to undo every single damn thing this guy has done by executive authority. But I'm not going to ex- exercise executive authority where it's questioned, where I can come along and say I can do away with assault weapons. There's no executive authority to do away with that.
14: So you can all put your arguments about the class dynamics of canceling student debt back in the drawer because this guy, he's not planning on doing anything, let alone something as big as that.
0: Okay, Uh, okay. He's
1: he's talking to them like that, but I guess we can go in just so we can hear the contrast.
19: Twenty eight. President-elect Joe Biden has a number of priorities planned for the first day of his administration. One of them will reportedly be a sweeping immigration proposal that includes a path to citizenship for millions of people living in the U.S. without legal status. The plan would be a massive departure from Trump's immigration policies. U.S. foreign policy reporter Nick Wadhams is here to explain. Nick, it's great to have you on the show this morning. What are the details that you're hearing about this plan?
12: So the big thing about the immigration plan that uh, Joe Biden is promising is an eight-year pathway to citizenship. So essentially giving uh, folks who are coming up from uh, Mexico and Central America a clear pathway for what they have to do uh, to to gain citizenship and uh, remove themselves of of temporary status. There are a couple other elements to it, um, essentially rolling back uh, pretty much every facet of uh, immigration policy under the Trump administration that includes uh, more refugee admissions and then more broadly what the Biden team is calling a more humane approach so you wouldn't see the sort of family separation policies and there would be much more effort to keep families uh, united as they try to get to the United States.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, at this point, for the promises that the uh, BLM folks made or that they thought they were getting that 's mm. got to be a big I mean really everyone's at the bottom now, I mean everything's destroyed everyone's <laughs> it's all gone to crap, so it's good for no one uh that people can come in and uh and just basically jump the line that said, I think there's a lot of horse crap about this. you know, remember the caravan that was coming up you right know, they broke that up that was broken up by u s enforcement that was broken up, and they were they were sent back so that's joe being joe i'm just i'm just just saying it's like there's a lot of noise about how bad it's going to be and that turns out the democrats don't actually want it that either but they just don't televise that part
1: well we got to remember what the moniker for uh his buddy bo was uh barry obama the the deporter in chief yeah yeah so i mean like if we're going to say we're going back to those days i mean it's the same thing but I want you to play the last 10 seconds of what that guy said. Um, it's very critical to to the story.
12: Uh, immigration policy under the Trump administration, that includes uh, more refugee admissions. And then more broadly, what the Biden team is calling a more humane approach. So you wouldn't see this, the sort of family separation policies. And there would be much more effort to keep families uh, united as they try to get to the United States.
0: As they try to
1: get to the United States, try to get to yeah, not already here. And he also said in a previous uh, a previous part of the clip, coming here, yeah, yeah, not the ones that's already here. Yeah, so they're just they're just
0: well, there's there's two be- <laughs> there's two pieces. So one is mm-hmm. uh the deferred uh the the DACA the Dreamers. So they've been, they grew up here, and they've gone to school here, and I—that's I, totally up for discussion. Uh, but the way you implement that is what everyone's waiting for, and that is you know. It, so the Republicans will say, "Oh, they're just going to have all these Democratic voters; they're going to turn them on overnight." It's not going to go overnight. None of that will happen overnight. It's a lot. I'm just saying, it's a lot of fear mongering and a lot of we're going to bring in more immigrants. I'm not so sure. Uh, the evidence is not there yet. That's that's I guess the the obvious point. I don't see anyone that. Uh, politicians down at the border celebrating how everyone's walking away and because if they could they would what i've always thought would be a possible solution like i'm
1: no immigration uh specialist or lawyer but if they said okay come out of the shadows you know register yourself parents you will never have citizenship
0: but your children will yeah, well, I think that will. I, that's, I think that will be. That's yeah. That's always been part of the argument, is how far down the line. Because okay, so I've I've had, I've brought multiple people into the United mm-hmm. States uh, legally, so I know the process. And at at the the bottom line is that immigration laws are meant to keep families together. Right. The, that's always been kind of the idea. So even the concept of people coming here sending money home is not really what immigration is for but we have a 30 40 year history uh, of uh just corporations standing at the border saying hey hey, come on come on over it's no problem you don't need anything no passport needed we'll take care of you most of the people who uh and i know a lot about this being in texas uh, most of the people who are do not have resident status or citizen status the the IRS gives them a number and they pay taxes. They pay tax. They can't, they can't get much for it, but they pay taxes.
1: So, right. it, so well, I guess what I'm explaining is this. What I'm saying is, okay, what you need to do is get people on the books so you can count them so you can tax them.
0: And this comes yeah. down to the census, which they screwed around with. And they're going to, I think they're going to do the census over. Right. Cause you know, that's a, a constitutional thing every 10 years they did it Mm -hmm. it was a mess with with rona but there was a lot of organizational stuff that was sketchy and i think it's because they just wanted to lay it and they didn't want to complete it and i think they have to do the whole thing over again because from that comes the actual division of money uh down to the state level
1: so so what i'm saying is if you say to say if i'm a illegal alien right and i have my kids here my wife and we say okay We'll never have citizenship and we'll never be able to vote. We taxes, everything like that. But my kids have a path to citizenship. And for trade-off, for me coming out, voluntarily coming out and saying, hey, I'm here. I want to be part of the system. I want to pay my part. My kids get citizenship. That's fair. The reason why I say that's fair is because I know people say, oh, you're going to holler money to and send them back. That's that's unreasonable. It's not even logical. But what you do is you don't have a jolt to the system of voting by you know instituting people right away right you know you, you broke the law when you came here for that you can never have full rights but we'll work because i'm gonna say this the people coming here and this is you no, know, this is this is what makes america america they're working this is why bro. they leave the door right that's why they <laughs> leave the door open yeah. to say we got a bunch of lazy kids here yeah. they don't want to do crap <laughs> yeah We're always letting more in and how I see this playing out. And I may be, let me, let me explain. I think they look, and I'm just going to put on my globalist uh, oligarch hat and they say, okay, we got a bunch of lazy Americans here that don't want to do crap. Let's keep the door open. So they'll come replace those lazy Americans. The lazy Americans will give them UBI and they say, you can't have kids. You know, you can't, procreate if you can't take care of yourself if the government's taking care of you and then you replenish america with uh proactive people i mean these oceans and these borders is kind of like the litmus test there if you're american or not if you come here you 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 to cross that ocean <laughs> or to cross that you know uh the southern border and was it, the test to get here
0: and then yes although i i mean i know a lot of young people who have come over from europe and from other countries uh just overstayed their visa never left or working in bars and restaurants all over the country right the um uh the and this is in a weird way I'm I'm not really against the idea of the student debt being dealt with because it puts I mean seriously the kids who are now in the and I just say kids young people who are now in the workplace um they're you know they've come out of just you know, this weird phases of life, you know, including the 2008 financial crisis, uh, the the shutdown. Uh, Trump has not been easy for anybody. Uh, not forget Trump, but the uh, the just the the the, the 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 machine gnawing at everybody. And then these kids are up for the same, you know, 27000 dollars jobs, except they have fifty thousand dollars in debt for school. And you have a lot of other people who are coming in, be up for the same jobs, but don't have the debt.
1: Right. I mean, they they fell for the old American way, the old American system. Uh, yeah. go to school, the job oh, yeah. is going to be waiting for you Which when you come out. Overmarketed, and you'd and have, yeah, right. You be two 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 people working would be able to afford a family of uh, four. Yeah. Uh, you know, a house, two maybe Honda Accords. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a three bedroom house oh, and the
13: Accord.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm just saying that's that's the that's the you know American dream, right? Yeah. In, uh, yeah. Two reasonable sedans and that kind of thing. But it didn't work out that way because the whole you know the whole world shifted. Yeah, uh, with how things are going now. But there's a reason why I'm bringing this up because they, of course, they want an influx of new people, fresh blood. I mean, America's always been. A bit being built like that and it is what it is but listening to joe biden everybody always misses the great part (laughs) i mean she had that's why i have to go back and listen to the source material because this is from the intercept and this is the full recording
3: and this is the clip that i found most interesting i am incredibly optimistic let me tell you why i'm incredibly optimistic because society is changing. The Z generation and young millennials are changing. Now, you're not going to maybe agree with what I'm about to say. But take a look at what is happening. Fifteen years ago, could you turn on the television and see three or four out of seven commercials be biracial commercials? What do you think, guys? Huh? Jeez. What do you think? You want to know where society's going? Watch entertainment. Watch the profit motive. Why are these commercials so many? The biracial.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch entertainment, Joe. Like WAP. That'll tell you what's going on in society. Well, the
1: Browning of America is true. It's a fact. It's true. It's true. And it's not a good thing for black people. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And this is where I guess we can do our exercise that we talked about, because you have to look at the numbers. And I sent you, Adam, a video. Yes. Got of it from, I think, 1710, I believe, to 16. Yeah.
2: So
0: it's uh history of race and ethnicity in the United States. 1610 to 2060. Yes. Oh, it's from the future. Right, so what you're gonna do
1: is basically you're gonna you never seen this before. You're no, gonna watch. Let me explain to people. Right. as on the um uh, on the x axis you have all the racial groups, and on the no yeah on on the y axis you have all the racial groups, and I'm trying to remember the chart. And on the x axis you have all the percentages. And so as it goes, oh, as it's measuring the percentage of each racial group over time. So Adam's gonna watch the numbers fluctuate between the uh you know the percentage between <laughs> yes. the racial yes. groups and, yes. and tell me what he's seeing. he'd never seen this before so we it's something new we're trying here yeah and, uh, and, and, I'll, and then and, we're gonna to- yeah. Yeah, we're going to have dialogue, and the video is about two minutes, uh, so, so he can see it from 1610 I'm, to
0: I'm, 2060. I'm, I'm nervous, Mo. This is like we're doing this live, baby. This is never, done do it live. Okay, we're here doing we go. So, the uh, the, categ- the the categories are white, black, Hispanic, Native American, Asian, other, and two or more for potluck. Uh, these are percentages, and we start off with uh, the year 1610. And let's get the music uh, going here. Okay. And they're off. <laughs> yes, they and they are indeed off. Let's see uh, what we got here. Oh, okay, so we're now at 1640... Uh, nine, and we see that we have about 5% black people. We have zero Hispanics, zero Native American, Asians not on the chat, others are not at all available, and two or more, well, that's just not there. So we are now at 16, no, we're at 1700. We have 11% black people. Hello, black people! Welcome to America. Now, we're seeing the white people diminish now by 85%. We're at 1735. 1735, we have 15% black people, and we're down to 80% white people. Where are my Hispanics, Native Americans, Asians, and others? 1776 is where we arrive now, with 22% black people, 79% white people, and no Hispanic, Native American, Asians, others, or two or mores. You know them, your other neighbors, the two or more. 1819, 1820, we see blacks... Diminishing on their way back Mm -hmm. down Wait a minute Blacks fifteen, whites going up. White is at eighty five percent, and here come the Hispanics. The Hispanics have broken out at eighteen sixty, and Native Americans and Asians. Oh my! It's like a it's like a bunch of ants running across the screen. Okay, we have blacks diminishing, going down. Blacks going to twelve percent. Hispanic now at three. Native Americans suddenly, apparently born in the United States, they appear on the scene in nineteen hundred. We have whites moving up now. We are now at almost ninety percent. Blacks down below 10%. Hispanics on the rise at 4, almost 5%. Native Americans still on the reservation there at about 2%. Asians moving up. They are on the board with 3, and here come the others. The others are just screaming ahead. The others now at 1988 are moving past Asian, way past Native American. Hello, Hispanics passing past the blacks in 2004. Blacks at 12%. Hispanics now at 18. We are now at 2029 20, ladies and gentlemen where we see Hispanics moving to 25%, Black Americans at 12% and goodbye whitey you are now under 40% as we hit 2060 and that ladies and gentlemen is your United States race and ethnicity from 1610 to 2060 <laughs> Mr. Curry, you are the pie father, sir. See, I, I I don't do sports, but I could do it. I could I could do horse race. I could the crap. That was
1: amazing. And folks, we did not rehearse this. We did
0: not rehearse that. No, no that was anything. The, no. That
1: is amazing.
0: Sad, <laughs> sad. 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 <laughs> so, what have we learned, Mo? That was what's the it what's, what's the final total? You got to give us the final total. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that took it all out of me <laughs> okay hold man on that
1: was amazing
0: <laughs> let me just see um i think i've accidentally clicked to close here we go uh so we i have, have it
1: here if you have it closed uh
0: i got it let's got see it. here I got, I got it i got it here it's uh so the end so by 2060 the number will be um let me see right here i 20- got a
1: hundred and 178 million yeah. whites
0: yeah so that's about 41 percent.
1: 61 blacks. 61 million black yeah and that black could be made of it by any let's let's be clear yeah <laughs> we're not talking about ados here so no no no, no. that's it's the just black. that number just, right
0: yeah whatever that is but, okay uh, but, and then just
1: hovering so, so, right at 13 percent. i mean that's that's what we that's that's our sweet spot um, yeah. <laughs> we, we used to be 20 percent, but somehow we've gone backwards and the Hispanics eclipse us. They yeah. left us oh, actually. Double. With a, double. Double. Right. Hundred and twenty-eight million. Native Americans still hanging back with six million. Asians at they're at fifty percent of what we are. Thirty a little over fifty percent. But thirty five so, million. Something
0: weird happened though, because the others, mm-hmm. the others came out of like a bat out of hell. The others, right? Okay, uh-huh. I'm looking at it now the others. They're at five percent by twenty seventeen. And then 2020
1: other is gone drifting in the whiteness <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh hello other <laughs> I'm, I'm adam i'm white i'm other how you doing all right i'm right. two or more and native american though they they weren't really here i guess that's 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 crazy because they don't show up on the chart until let me see uh they don't show up until eighteen according to this chart. Let's see, where does the first one pop up? Okay, by eighteen sixty, I guess that's when they start counting them. Mm-hmm. And then, then they pop on the chart. Hey, yeah. if anything then, I said if anything I said in my uh, in my unrehearsed off the cuff uh uh reportage, if that offended anybody, <laughs> I tried to fund everybody equally. <laughs> With, with no, he, I mean,
2: you
1: <laughs> It was totally totally professional. <laughs> hey. But the point we're trying to make is here. Black people have been on this landmass for a very long time. Been a while. And we don't we don't see immigration the same way as our counterparts in the colored people group. Because we see our numbers either it dwindled from 20%, I think the max was like 21, 22%. All the way back down to thirteen percent and stay stagnant and it's like how can this other group just out of nowhere lap
0: us lap us twice yeah, they lap you in nineteen ninety nine right that's uh that's hispanic uh-huh totally laps you in nineteen 19- and then but what the, at the same time this is kind of interesting nineteen ninety nine white goes from sixty percent. down to 45 percent by i think
1: i'm gonna have an explanation for that in clip number 30
0: oh hello clip 30
9: and we're seeing substantial increases too in black multiracials that is blacks with a non-black parent black white Parentage, black Asian parentage, ah. um, those percentages are set to increase by 80% between 2010 and 2020. We're now seeing substantial interracial marriage among the black African American population in the United States. So you can see here in 1970, of all blacks who were married, only 1.1% were married outside of the race. That increases to 2.4% in 1980. Eighty-four in 1990, 7% in 2000. Uh, in 2010, it increases to 9%. But, but let me add, this is of all blacks who are married. Um, so younger people, the ones in the prime childbearing ages, mm. are even much more likely to marry across the race. Uh, in 2012, for example, one in four black males that married, 25 percent, married outside of the race. Uh, For black women, it was about 9.3 percent. And and we continue to see that black males are two to three times more likely to marry outside of the race. If these current trends continue, within a generation or two, a majority of the black population in the United States will actually be mixed race. And because they're mixed race, they will more and more assert an identity that's different from that of African-Americans. Yeah, this uh, this is such a cool topic
0: for, for <laughs> our show. Yeah, it is, because um, I can totally see you saying, hey, you know, I think we should keep uh, black Americans kind of a thing. You know, it's you, like, you, think. You, you can't tell everybody <laughs> what to do, but... But, you know, if I say, hey, I think, you know, white Americans should kind of keep their thing. Boom. Gun to my head.
1: Let me explain why I say this. And you love who you love. I'm not saying I'm not saying we really shouldn't have to say that because it's understood. But I have to question what Joe Biden was saying. He's saying the solution to your problems racially is commercials showing white people with black people. So you're saying from, <laughs> yeah. I have to breathe out yeah. <laughs> to get rid of my oppression? <clears throat> it's,
0: <clears throat> it's exactly. It's so that's very interesting. That is the the, the the gap between Madison Avenue thinking they know what the hell they're doing.
1: No, but they're pushing this, and we we have no, the, the color course, cl- course pu- plan, and of course they want us to look yeah. like the the alleged ancient Egyptians. Hint, yep. hint. That's going to be later in the show. Yep. So just keep that in, keep <laughs> okay. that close close okay. by. Um, but yeah, they want they want everybody to be a nice brown color by twenty sixty. Uh, it's easier to have them to vote that way, and it's really you're you're getting rid of America's sin. Right. That's what they say, America's
0: greatest sin is slavery. The original sin. Yes.
1: Original sin. Right. So if you get rid of that. Then,
0: then it's we can fixed. go on then to new heights. Then it's right, fixed. Right. Yes, then we're done.
1: Your racial problem is fixed. Yeah. Only problem is, um, and this is, we got to be careful when they use terms like, we were sold on diversity, which I appreciate diversity. Adam, you have a different perspective on things and different. This things you're show good at is yeah, and, yeah, this
0: show is diversity right. is at the core. We,
1: everybody has their culture, and we appreciate everybody's culture. But what they're trying to do is multiculturalism. They did this switch <laughs> that nobody really. Multiculturalism is two or more of that bar down in the bottom.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Where we just mix everybody up. There is no culture. Then we get, sell your culture to you by, like you said, Madison Avenue and these commercials, what they're doing now. And I, and I told my wife this maybe 10 years ago when I started noticing it. Like you matches commercials are the best ones because you see them laying in the bed. And <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm from a different time. I'm just being honest with you. I'm from a different, maybe younger people don't understand where I'm coming from. Um, but to see a black person and a white person laying in the bed together that you take notice i mean it doesn't bother you i mean but you just take notice like wow that's 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 acceptable now that's cool Oh, mo, but then you oh, see mo, commercial mo, stop yeah. stop
0: just, just just adam and mo here when uh when i see a white person and a black person laying down in the bed in the bed commercial i know i'm expected to set, just to look at it and go oh most normal thing in the world i know that's expected of me you better <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this, that's exactly. the world we live in like i'm we but it finally
0: but okay yes you, you know i but i think that that's working on me and now maybe i because i grew up in europe so maybe a little different but or a lot different but yeah i, I think it's interesting that uh i i as a white man i'm totally expected not to f- look away flinch raise an eyebrow or any. not that i would necessarily but it's no. different than the way you look at it.
1: Right, because, okay, it goes back to Malcolm X's speech about the coffee and the cream,
0: right? Of course it does, yes.
1: There's more cream than coffee. Mm-hmm. So what's going to end up happening is you're going to run out of coffee before the cream consumes it. And then you're going to just be left with this brown mix. <laughs> now white white people might can sustain. I mean y'all gonna I mean you gotta be all right. I ain't complaining, you're still number one in the bar. So I mean <laughs> no, no no tears <laughs> shedded, but but I mean co- who who's really gonna be affected? Right. We gotta see how these things play out. I mean, and then it's gonna be like, um, who do my kids marry?
0: Two or other, This is I a real guess.
2: concern.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying, look, they can marry, they can love who they want to love, but what I'm saying is this. When you, and I'm going to be, can you get the door? Oh, I mean, yes, we,
0: <laughs> yes, of course. I, I knew it was coming eventually. In fact, I should have already had the key. Where I'm sorry is, about that. I, here it is. Let me just, uh, let's just, come on, come on in here. Come in here, Mo, and then I'll, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Uh, who?
1: are my kids going to marry? And the reason why I say that is the most arrogant and vain thing you can do is have children. Because you want to see yourself.
0: <laughs> you
1: hope Even with your it. own kid and you split DNA with your wife. Like, I hope the kid looks like me. You know what I mean? Like, you- <laughs> No, I'm serious. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not about racism or anything like that. It's this the genetics. It's like I want my kid to be looked oh, you know, when you see your features in your child, it's yeah. like, Haha, my my boy, my boy. I mean, that's of course. pride that comes from that. So yeah, I'll be hypocritical. No, no, It's
0: other it's, groups it's felt th- that way. No, it's not it's not at all. The my, my daughter uh has her mother and her grandmother's Greek uh skin, olive, you know, this kind of beautiful olive skin. And they're very proud of it. You know, that's, oh, that's the Greek in her. That's fantastic. And I look at her and go, she got my brain, so that's fine.
1: Right. But if you were to say, ah, oh, that's my girl. Look at that white skin. You know what I mean? Like, you'd
0: be castigating. That would be funny. Like, yeah, right. be Shut right? up, Adam. Yeah, exactly.
1: But they don't understand when they attack you, I'm dealing with the same thing over here because... Mm-hmm. My vanity is being interfer- and Hey, right or wrong, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, of course, but I want my grandkids to look like me. Now, do I? You know, it, it is what it is. Because what I'm saying is, I want them to maintain the culture that we have. It's not about. It's not about race or color anything like that. I want to see and further on. I'm proud of my people. <laughs> I love my people, and I don't want to see us it's so, washed away in this global scheme that's going on I it think is something that no one it.
0: should no one should be afraid to say it no one should be able to and i like the way you put it it's like i want my kids to look like me if possible if not okay whatever there's nothing wrong with that everyone should be okay with that but that's not the messaging it, it's just not the not the modern messaging
1: and i love my wife i love my wife Still, I want to see my DNA. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe I think it's just the animal, what the animal part of us, you know, the animalistic side of our brain. It's like a sense of approval when we see our children mimic something we can recognize in ourselves. Sure. So it's it's, it's deeper than this just, oh, this group are but this multicultural thing, um, it's a very they did a sleight of hand with the diversity thing. Cause this this does not lend to diversity.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I,
1: I, think, I think we can open the door now, but I just got yeah, to get that okay. off my chest. I, Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. There we go. Much and,
1: better. And to, and to illustrate the point of my racial pride, um, <laughs> is one uh, Mr. Muhammad Ali, and this is from Show 51 Silver Wrongs.
12: That's society's
1: fault. I mean, we've got to educate people around
16: it. Well, life is too short for me to be catching hell for something like that. I'd rather go and be my own. I have a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife. They look like me. We're all happy, and I don't have no trouble. (laughs) I I ain't that much in love with no woman to go through all that hell. Ain't no one woman that good. You understand?
12: I understand, yeah. I just, I do understand. I understand, but I, I think it's sad that... that, that it ain't sad
16: because I want my sad. child to look it's like me. Every you. intelligent person wants his child to look like him. I'm sad because I want to blot out my race and lose my beautiful identity. Chinese love Chinese. They love the little slanted that pretty brown-skinned babies. Pakistanis love their culture. Jewish people love their culture. A lot of Catholics don't want to marry numbered Catholics. They want the religion to stay the same. Who want to spot up yourself and kill your race? You you a hater of your people if you don't want to stay who you are. You shame what God made you. God didn't make no mistake when he made us all like we I, were. I
12: think that's a philosophy um, of despair. Despair. I really do. It ain't Please. no despair. Yeah. I think Number one,
16: can't no woman. Let me tell you something. I yeah, will tell you something. Listen, no woman on this whole earth, not even a black woman in Muslim countries, can please me and cook for me and socialize and talk to me like my American black woman. No woman, at last as a white woman, can really identify with me and my feelings and the way I act and the way I talk. And you can't take no Chinese man and give him no Puerto Rican woman and holler about we're in love and you emotionally in love and physically. But really, they're not happy because she's going to hear some Puerto Rican music. He's going to hear some Chinese music.
18: And they're going to be <laughs> clashing all the time.
16: <laughs> it's just nature. You can do what you want, but it's nature to want to be with your own. I want to be with my own. I love my people. That's so
0: I hate. <laughs> we got to just recognize this, Mo. If a white man says that today in America, but in any country almost, you're a white nationalist, racist, a-hole, xenophobic bigot. Yeah, and if I say that i don't know what white people are black people. Yeah, so, I mean, so. I know, but so so we stand shoulder to shoulder in this. It's like you should be able to do what you want, and but the forcing and the the shaming. I mean, and of course, the minute you know, here Muhammad Ali sounds totally rational with what he's saying. Like okay, you know, and, I, I get what you're saying. And just, this is from 1971.
1: Yeah. He heard the host say, "That's a despair." I mean, it, it, globalism was it it already thriving. Terrible. Oh yeah, it's, it's not new. about cultures and this culture and that culture. What it is is these cultural Marxists yeah. want to destroy all culture, all of it, all of it. And when you devoid everybody of culture, then you can implant <clears throat> your own corporatist culture.
0: Which is already there. Hello, Apple uh, BLM wristband, BLM iPhone, Iphoney wa- watch.
1: It's, it boils down to these simple gestures, and that's yeah. that's all we. It's caricatures of ourselves, and now they just say, "Okay, this is what black is, or this is what white is," or and then they paint it. That's the profit motive that Joe was talking about. Yeah, why do you see these things? And I'll wrap up this segment just on this on this point about uh, racial differences and multiracial. Like I said, you love who you love. And if you love a person, if you're lucky enough to find a person that you can love in this life, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so no I'm kidding. not saying anything about that, but I'm saying what games are being played at a very high level to push these images to us to the point that a 78 year old president feels comfortable to say that that's the solution. Yeah. That's correct to say that's the solution. That's wild. Um, but at some point, as you progress, as I said, slipping into whiteness, there's gonna be a, po- be a point that white becomes so accessible, or brown is gonna be the new white. We discussed that before because it's <laughs> <laughs> you, like if I know I'm not white or black, you know, I mean, I don't want the smoke of black people, but I don't want the privilege of white people, so I'm gonna hang out in this middle here. When people start doing that from black to whatever they're Transgressing to coming from the bottom and going to other groups. This is the conversation. This comes from Pinky in the 1949 movie that we looked at in Show 39, Hard Pass, and her grandmother just being heartbroken that she decided to uh, turn her back on her race. What is it,
16: Pinky? Oh, I wish you'd never sent me
11: away. I mean, you wish you grew up ignorant, no count, good for nothing. You wish you never learned to read and write and make your way in the school no, I get but- don't you see yes Pinky I do see let me say something once and for all and never again why is it you write me less and less as time
17: go by why is it after you go to hospital I get no letter at all
11: no you don't need to say nothing you think I don't know you think poor old evening woman like me living in a shack like this don't know nothing but you're wrong Pinky I do know and
0: I know what you've done. And you know, I never told you you is what you mean. Hmm. Forgotten about that one.
1: Yeah. So when you move on from whatever group, because this is going to happen. I mean, w- we're talking about white and black here. Soon. Hispanic people. We saw, we had a clips about this white uh, Hispanic people start claiming black, yeah. I mean, claiming white. And these other groups claiming white, um, when it hits home, I mean, that's when I, mean, I couldn't imagine that your child not wanting to be who, who you are. That's 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 pretty rough right there. But I have a couple of clips from Vox. Uh, we don't have to listen to all of them, but let's just get into the first one. Uh, talking about the fracture politics of a browning America. Here's a big picture,
4: the the, the U.S. is at a demographic tipping point, a genuinely historic moment. 2013, it was the first year that a majority of U.S. infants under the age of one were non-white. By 2016, white deaths had outnumbered white births, but America's overall population, it's not expected to decrease. And that's because the Black, Asian, and especially Latino and mixed race populations, they're also growing. They're growing fast. By 2045, the Census Bureau projects that non-Hispanic whites will no longer be a majority, and also that foreign-born residents are gonna make up a record share of the population.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they said they said all these groups are growing, but yeah. when we look at this chart, it's black not people true. stayed at
0: 13%. Yeah. Black people stayed at nah. 13 and white people went down.
1: And this is a tricky thing they do when they say growing, they're saying, yeah, are you gonna have more people? But of course in the world you're gonna have more people. Well, I mean by as all slices of the pie is gonna be the same size. You're talking our, our, about our, equity mo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just scary. I mean, like, where where are they head, where are they leading us to? And as we say on this show, what we heard said on the show, when black white people get a cold, black people get the flu. <laughs> so if 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 this browning of America is affecting white people, what is nobody's really studying what it's going to do to Black America. Um, to the point, and I'm just going to give this pop culture reference. Um you're starting to see light-skinned black people pull away from dark-skinned black people in music. I mean, there's songs about light-skinned this, light-skinned that. They have a rapper named Mulatto. Uh, and they're like, it's, you're getting this colored group mm. start to form inside of black people where they say, I'm mixed, I'm, I'm multiracial or, you know, I mean, it, you are what you are, whatever. I'm just. What the just hell is Drake dis- then?
0: Where does Drake fit into this then? What, what what group does he stand in?
1: Drake is biracial. His mom is a I know Caucasian Jew. But Jewish lady. he he but,
0: likes to slip in everywhere.
1: That's the point, and that's where it's dangerous. That these people can just be racially fluid. Mm. Um, that's it, another term I call ambiguous. It's like eh, I don't really want to say what I am. <laughs> no, um, I'm just not. You know and i'm not white they'll clarify that quickly no, no 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 i'm not white right but you know they don't want to own, own their lineage and that's my real problem because being a father um that would be heartbreaking to me um that people would be ashamed of where they come from yeah so all right so we got uh
4: breaking i mean excuse me browning america too so when you show people these numbers about how America is changing, what goes through their heads? What is their response?
11: I think people are hearing um, these changes as somehow a fundamental remaking of what America is. At least a lot of people are hearing it. And some of them are excited about it and some of them are not so excited. But we see, on average, uh, white Americans, when they read about this majority-minority shift, becoming more politically
4: conservative. Jennifer Richardson is a psychologist who studies how people react to demographic change. She won a MacArthur Genius Grant for this work. And, and what she's found helps explain a lot of what we're seeing. For instance, when, when white political independents who live in the West were told that whites were no longer majority in California, they became 11 percentage points more likely to support the Republican Party. That is a huge change. Uh, a- and it's important to say, this is a human reaction to demographic change, not, not just a white one. When presented with similar data on the growing numbers of Hispanics, Asian Americans shifted towards more conservative views. Black Americans shifted towards more more conservative views being told your group is shrinking or that it's losing power it's scary for anyone
11: losing numbers are associated with losing status losing power losing currency in the culture
1: hmm. she says associated with no it's a, re, a realization yeah. <laughs> when you lose right. numbers you and you and you it's fact uh galvanize these groups by their uh cultural God. or racial or religious identities as those people start to drift off, then you lo- You do actually lose leverage. Yeah. Now let me say, let me make one clarity here because I, I know some people might be frustrated by what I'm saying, and I'm gonna say this: Black people, and I'm I'm gonna speak from the most honest place of me, do mixed race people no favors, because or light skinned people no favors, because I see the bullying and I see the teasing and this may be part of the reason these people want to leave because they never quite fit in anywhere Hmm. so I understand I'm not saying this from a a lack of empathy no I understand because oh you're the pretty light skinned girl oh you got the good hair you know I mean that kind of thing that's not just one way don't ever get it twisted there's just one way no and I will say it tends to be that the people of um, what they call purer blackness are very uh, racist. On, racist. On, 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 no, I'm not even gonna say <laughs> co- colorist. They're colorists. Well, what no, colorism yeah, is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I don't know what difference it makes, but yeah.
1: Well, it's like you're part of the group, but you're a different subset of the group. That's that's kind of the difference. And colorism is a world yeah. phenomenon.
0: Yeah, but if you're basing that on on someone's skin or their hair, that's racist. It's it's fine. It,
1: is it? I mean, because you say I'm course you're black. It
2: is.
0: <laughs> You say, I understand you're black, but you ain't all the way black. I mean, I'm not
1: taking, I'm Mm. I'm asking a legit question of, Mm. but you know what it really is?
0: It's human nature is what it is.
1: Well, not only that, and I can empathize with, especially, I don't think colorism is more of a man thing because men are going to take the best deal available. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, like whoever's the prettiest to
2: you. You want me? (laughs) okay right right
1: exactly you know how we were like wow like i, I pulled this one off <laughs> I, <got
2: attention>.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't think guys really look at color the way women do because women's beauty standards are set by a big component of it is color and hair texture and, and, and the same madison avenue yes. firms that's running these commercials exactly because if you you really want to be honest with let's get all the way funky with it we're going 30 35 at the window we ain't going there i gotta I got say this Real black people are disappearing from commercials, Yes. Because that white man and that black supposed black woman you see tends to be, you're saying, a biracial person.
0: No, no, you nailed it, Mo. You nailed it. Show me a commercial with a with a black 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 person. No, you won't see it.
1: Right. <laughs> so I'm just, I mean, I'm just gonna say that, and I, I'm like, i like, I, the thing I'm trying in 2021 is being empathetic to people. And I understand why Pinky might. Let's just take Pinky, for instance. Pinky was never accepted in her community because white people thought she was white. Right. And some people like, well, you have a leg. Some I'm going to say be specific. Some black people might say, oh, you have a leg up on life because you have excess of proximity to whiteness. They might not say it that way, but that's where their um, frustration comes from. Hmm. So, I mean, like I said, we have to be honest about when we have these conversations. One, and I'll say this, beauty is beauty. And I'll, I had to put respect on the, the the late, great Cicely Tyson. Beautiful woman. Now you got her and you have Eartha Kitt. Both of them are beautiful. Two different shades.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So beauty is beauty but it's these mind tricks that they play especially yes. through disney and these commercials and these things that make women feel incomplete and you see it this phenomenon now with just lashes if you can do it with lashes you can do it with anything to where people don't want to not have their real lashes i mean like that's unacceptable so you see with these makeup and these other things man they're playing real games with people but i digress um
0: <laughs> but i say this cuz i want to be no thank, <laughs> but no i want, i want to stop and thank you for that Uh, So just to process a whole bunch of stuff, this, uh, what is always viewed upon by the mainstream as racist and bigotry, a lot of it is just normal kind of humor, human behavior uh, inside groups, inside families. It's not really a horrible thing, but the machine has has uses this and the original sin as we've talked about of Mm -hmm. the united states of america to and and that is the true thing that that is going to eat us in the end if we don't get over that and say you know what you can say all you want on television or or whatever about how we're all racist and horrible just shut up just turn it off Mm -hmm. ignore it because it's very normal and it's not all racist and the other thing is, intra-group we
1: have understandings. <laughs> I mean, like a white person can call a white another white person a redneck, and it
0: it it means something different. Of course,
1: I don't I don't know if it's as offensive. I can't say because I I don't have that. It, it, saying uh, that?
0: Obviously, it it depends who,
1: where, you know, all the typical right. but, things. But uh, but when you go cross interracial, uh, it things don't translate the same way, and that's what we're talking about. How Joe uh, Joe Biden was talking. Right. Um. This it's it's heard a different way. But to say the only color it matters in America is green. So
0: right. So. There you go. And that's and that's quickly turning into God knows what color. It's not a color. There's right. no more green. So, They're taking money so, away from us.
1: So with that said, I love new
0: money. Yes, me too. I like brand new money. I just I don't want any money around me it's not. I'd almost rather have a, a new one than a brand, than an old 20.
9: Now, that's kind of dumb. Isn't it? But there's something about new money that excites you. You like $100 bills? Oh, yeah. I like new oh. money, too. Oh. Most beautiful thing on earth is a $100 bill. I ain't not seen a woman as good-looking as a $100 bill. There's something about a $100 bill that excites you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh,
0: those $100 bills, are going away. It's all just going to be... Bitcoin and Satoshi eventually. Uh, time to thank our second group of supporters, producers for episode 58 of MoFacts with Adam Curry. Uh, we left off uh, under $50 with Douglas Mook, who came in with forty-nine ninety-nine. So he slips right under the radar with no note. I think that's understandable. He probably wants to, to be on the, on the QT there. Lindsay mm-hmm. Jarrett, $45 uh, and a big thank you. Douglas N., Uh, With 4042, hey, Mo and Adam, Douglas writes, not sure this note will make the cut for the next show. No need to read it on the cast, but I made a donation of $40.42. My only request is to keep my last name anonymous. Doug N. Works, boom, taken care of. I have a unique name, at least as far as I can tell. Well, okay, why don't you stop giving us clues if you want to be anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he says, almost all of my friends are super woke and I don't need the hassle, understand. People caught in the mind trap can't be reasoned with easily. Uh, well, maybe some Mo Karma for my family. I only complaint about the podcast is that you make me think too much. That's not complaining, actually. Thank you for the thought-provoking work. Godspeed, Douglas N. And, and, of course, we got that karma for you, my friend.
11: <laughs> You've got and f-
0: Mo Karma. And for your family. Steel Simey, I would say, 3666. Mm-hmm. Mo Facts has quickly become my favorite podcast. Keep them coming. Steele, who's in Melbourne, Australia. Actually, thirty. I think that may be a, an associate executive producer if he sent that in Australian dollary dues. It's probably about $1,000. Might be a big
19: baller. <laughs> he might be, exactly. <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> Where are going. Uh, onward to Eric uh, Stevens or Stephens3333. I'm on episode 33, hence the number. Loving every episode. Keep banging that evergreen drum because I think it's important uh, to be listening from the beginning okay worth tons more than one dollar an episode but my first time sending money with paypal uh so i didn't want to send too much this time well i think i'm going to give him a de- dead beating just because i have that power
17: congratulations you're no longer a deadbeat
0: Vincent Tillman Jr., also 3333. Keep up the good work, he says. Farmer Todd has been listening since April of 2020 and sends us $25 in support of the show uh, and found this shortly after finding No Agenda. In my opinion, MoFacts is one of the most important podcasts out there today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and the insights, says Farmer Todd thank you farmer todd two three four five twenty three dollars and forty five cents from brian mciver first listen love the show please d dirtbag d doucher d whatever you do thanks for doing what you do you know what we do
17: we d deadbeat congratulations you're no longer <laughs> a
0: deadbeat twin thank you very much uh brian twenty three dollars from clinton operation trust what is opera what am i thinking here Operation
1: I don't trust. know what Operation Trust is Trust is, but that's the I think it stands
0: for Yahweh. Okay. That's good. W. Yeah, H- I got I gotta look that up and learn about this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh twenty dollars and twenty one cents for the year donation. Paul E. Lovato, a so called Proud Boy, <coughs> turning in his so called Antifa BLM brother. The script is there for anyone who's willing to read. All we need to do is pay attention to everything and the truth will re- will reveal itself. Yeah, there's I think referring a- referring to the
1: speed skater. Yes, situa- yes,
0: yeah. yes, 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 That rabbit hole, yeah, we'll be talking about <coughs> one that. One to look a, at, yeah, that's one to yeah. look at for sure. <laughs> 2021 from Casey Garrett. I tried to share this amazing show wherever I can. He says, uh, I've gone to the beginning and I'm on episode 31, working back through it after discovering it at number 50. Wow, I love all the knowledge uh, of the other perspectives as well as just learning the history of America. Uh, I myself am white male from Florida and recently turned 24 on the 23rd. Congratulations, happy birthday, and...
5: They always give me a biscuit on my birthday.
0: <laughs> I greatly appreciate the value your podcast provides and the work you put in to make it such. Thank you, Mo Karma, if there's any left to go around. Well, there's always Mo Karma to go around. Oops, there, Well, I threw in a woosah for you as well you've got Mo <laughs> Maximilian Clark with a 2021 donation guys love your work it's my brother Dermot's birthday so if I could get some sweet Mo Karma and a happy birthday uh, from Mo for him uh, well I'll do the butter the biscuit they first they always
5: give me a biscuit on my birthday I guess
0: you're gonna have to say it Mo
1: oh happy birthday uh, <laughs> Dermot
11: <laughs> you've got Mo Calmer
0: Lynette Poppy, $20. Thank you, Lynette. Holly Smith uh, says, y'all keep me more informed than my children with a $20 (laughs) bill for us. (laughs) JT, also $20. Thank you. $18.92 for value. Have some tea from SDG says G McDonald. Thank you. Keen Davidson, $15. Uh, Rebecca Zimitz comes in there with 5 and. Just as valuable to us. Mo, I forgot to include my note in my recent donation. Love the podcast. Thank you so much for all the hard work you do. I've learned so much, says Rebecca. William Hawthorne with $5. Excellent as always, guys. Keep it up. And Terry, the human subscription Keller, he'll keep donating that $4.11 just to make sure that we always mention him. And there he is. And that does it for the uh, producers who uh, uh, really put this show together, uh, not and just you. Goes- I just want to say something right quick. Terry, the
1: human subscription killer, shows value. And what I mean by that is he comes in consistently every week. Yep. And we appreciate
0: that, um, Terry. If you'd like to be as cool as Terry... All you have to do is contribute your time, your talent, or your treasure if you'd like to help out with the treasure portion and get your note read and um, and maybe throw some numbers in there. Anything. It's all value. What, whatever the value is to you, send it to us. Uh, and you can do that by going to mofax.com or if you want to go directly to our donation page, it's mofundme.com, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. And thank you again. Uh, to these 30 or 40 people who produced episode number 58 of mofax with adam curry
1: all right so we talked about the title of president we talked about who would be functioning as president yeah. but we had to talk about who really is president <laughs> 37
19: and what you know now do you wish like you had a second uh, a, a third term um and i i used to say you know what? If, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a I had a, a stand in a front man or front woman and, and they had an earpiece <laughs> in and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff. And then I could sort of deliver the lines. But somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with it. Ah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> where you
0: have it? You got it. Yeah, you know, and I don't really think he's running Biden either. It's whoever was running Obama. Do you really think Obama is smart enough to run Joe Biden?
1: Oh, no, but he's sent. Yes. He's the he's the CEO. I mean, just like a CEO runs a uh, company, right? I mean, they don't make unilateral, unilateral decisions. Right. As he pointed out many times, it's going to be a, a committee. Oh, yeah. Obama
0: used those words. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's going to be oh, a yeah. committee.
0: Yeah, it
1: is. Uh, just not just Joe. But I think he's...
0: I don't think he wants this. No, no, he doesn't I mean, I at all. He, he wants to be Hollywood, and that's not working either that well for him. Right, but I think he didn't
1: finish the job by the people that sent him. So, and until he, he does, he's on, he's the, on hook the hook because ah. he, he's the brand. He's the brand. Right. Everything has to touch Obama. I mean, like you got Biden, Obama. That's the connection. You have uh, Kamala Obama. That's the connection, and they all have one source: George Soros. so george soros wasn't happy (laughs) with the way obama did things with his eight years and when we say george soros we mean him and people like him we don't think he's solely i mean his son i think is more active now than he is
0: his son is up there in myanmar right now
1: yeah (laughs) he's he's, we gotta keep an eye on him as well
0: yeah i I was was, what is that
1: we said before we think george soros just drew the shortest straw so he has to be the face of globalism but there's a lot of people a lot of interest that's pushing uh obama to stay where he's at because he didn't like i said he didn't make him happy with his first uh, eight
20: years you were a great supporter of barack obama you uh, helped raise money you gave a good bit of money yourself Are you satisfied with the job Barack Obama has done? Uh, No, I'm not satisfied. The solution that he found to the financial crisis, which was to... uh, Effectively bail out uh, the banks and allow them uh, to uh, earn their way out of the hole it was, in my opinion, not the right solution. He should have uh, he compulsorily replaced the capital that was lost. Which, in effect, uh, would have been nationalizing the this banks. This is what they call nationalizing the banks. And he made the political decision that that is un American, will not be accepted
0: oh that's this is actually a very good clip mo <laughs> this is no agenda uh this is good for no agenda i'm gonna use this
1: i'm gonna alley you're to open our home
0: yeah i mean w- w- what it, what he's saying here is no we screwed it up last time we got to get rid of these we got to really break the banks now that's what mm-hmm. that's that's what this great reset is all about then we go straight into the central bank digital coins and get rid of those pesky bankers yeah obama didn't do it right good-
1: and this was during Obama's first uh, term. Yeah, 2008. he was talking yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he Soros had plans, and, and, and Soros and the globalists.
0: Well, here we are. And the plan executed. Coronavirus. Shutdown. Lockdown. Yeah. Wow. So, and I think Obama, like
1: you said, if he can, I don't think Michelle would have been a good choice because that puts him back in the White House mm-hmm. and back under the, you know, now they can play the shadows and you know uh, basically uh, run the message yeah uh, uh, Joe and Kamala are perfect either one will do right cuz Kamala's a sorrow sister through and through <laughs> yeah, so she is so i mean he george is fine with that as well um but we have another clip and i know something when um the that admission about the third term was on a late night show and when obama gets on a late night show he gets very comfortable almost to a flaw mm. Because he just gets to start yapping, and these great things are uh, not great for him. But <laughs> it goes a little these, bit too uh, far. <laughs> yeah, he goes a little bit too far, trying to be too cool. But we have um, clip thirty nine.
12: Are you happy in a way that? Are you glad that there there are term limit limits that um, that y- you're not being pressured?
19: Yes. Well, morning? not. Uh, you know, I. George Washington is one of our greatest presidents, not just because he helped to lead the revolution, but because he had the wisdom after two terms. At the time, there was no constitutional prohibition on him continuing. And he uh, he was being pressured by a lot of folks to say, you're the only person who can hold this together. And he had the wisdom to step back and say, I do not want to set a precedent. Where I am president for life, and now personally for me, um, if I were able to run for a third term, uh, Michelle would divorce me. So, <laughs> I, uh, I, so, so it, it's it's useful that I, I don't have that choice to make. I, I know you. Um, I know you have to leave, but can we keep her for another four years? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I noticed Obama does. Uh, and people always wonder why I kept talking about Obama in our previous shows. I always <laughs> knew he would be the, ma- the the man that would you know be running the show.
0: Oh, you? I mean, even everybody and every Hollywood producer knows you don't just do t- uh, 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 a blockbuster hit and one sequel. Right, you, gotta keep you, got that you, brand, you got to keep that brand. You got that brand moving. Yeah, of course, he's still young too.
1: Yeah, and he was saying about Michelle Obama, she wouldn't be happy when, if she would divorce him. I noticed that he does this deprecating humor thing that he kowtows to her and the kids, and he's like the lowliest guy in the family. Yeah, and I don't know if that's—I know in society and television that the husband is the dumbest. So I don't know if he's playing into that. Yeah or not, but probably. I know it, I notice he does he does this a lot. But speaking of uh, Big Mish, um <laughs> we have her and um, hold and, on hold on hold on hold on yeah. hold on
0: hold okay. Question time, uh huh. Because um, you and I we we talk sometimes. Uh, you know, during the week we just catch up. We talk like it's like the other day. I'm like, yeah, you're one of the only men I actually talk to. I don't have a lot of guy friends. Right. Um, uh, but you. Would never speak publicly or privately about how your wife would kick your ass. No, you know you would never. You would never do what Obama, nor would I. I mean, I may make a, like on on the No Agenda show. I'll make a joke sometimes, but you know, it, 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 it would. It would. I would find it personally degrading towards my wife if I said, "Oh, she'd kick my ass." And I think you're the same. Is this? typical or atypical of what obama is doing in black culture regarding his wife
1: well i think this is what is expected but now we're having and i mentioned this before this we've you've experienced it this revolution of black men is saying no longer mm-hmm. you know i mean we have to stand up and you know make decisions and be the head of household and 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 I it's making very things very shaky in in the black community because the black men and but it's leading to some of the f- aforementioned problems of dating and uh, procreating. This gender war has real results, and this thing that you see here, this happy wife, happy life kind of thing, uh-huh. it's an old philosophy, but I think it's becoming extinct, or at least for certain men, you're having this clear divide of like. I have a vision for my life. I need a wife that matches my vision, and mm-hmm. hopefully she shares my vision with me. And that's why she chose me. you know what I'm saying? like I like the way he's headed you know mm-hmm. um and I you know so you're having this change, and we're gonna talk about this more we're in, in this show and to be honest with you, the politics is pretty much set in stone at this point. <laughs> we're gonna start looking at more the interpersonal yeah, relationships good good. and I think this is I think that's a good question to answer uh, later on as okay, well, but. All right. It's a very fluid situation right now, but I think there's an uprising. So of, it's changing. Uh, black man it's everywhere.
0: <laughs> well, no, because I, I was just thinking from the television standpoint, I would say um, uh, Claire Huxtable ultimately had the upper hand. Uh, I would say, I'm just looking at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was kind of the dumb judge dad. Right, right. Um, now, that's not any different black or white. It's just, I I just... You know, I no, it's, the it's, way Obama it's to is to destabilize the patriarchy. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. There you go, because he just does it all the time. Oh, I married up. I married up. Yeah, you hear him. That, yeah. <sighs> he
1: married up, but he's the president. But yeah, that kind right. of thing. Okay, um but he has to say that to cater to his base as well, because we saw who the base was. Mainly, fl- and I gotta give it to black women; they pulled it off. I gotta yeah. give it to him. No, I mean, you no didn't kidding. get nothing for it, but yeah. <laughs> you pulled—you nonetheless—you pulled nonetheless, it. Off. You, yep. pulled off. you had a mission accomplished. Now you pulled it yep. off, but you have to own everything. Uh, the strollers—they have to own everything that comes with it now. Yeah. Um. But Michelle loves the spotlight, and from this next clip, forty, we're gonna actually see her just relish in the spotlight. Here is Michelle Obama
4: talking at Temple University.
11: Doubters, I know you have everything it takes to succeed. I know that you are me, and if I can be standing here as your forever first lady.
1: that <laughs> some guys on youtube oh. and the reason why i put that there they actually <laughs> it's a song called forever, forever my lady for, for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so they did forever first lady and people embrace this you hear the crowds when i'm sure they, they did. love her yeah of course
2: well we know uh, she's
0: one of the three on the wall we know where she is
1: yes yeah, she is So, uh, hey, you got to put some respect on that. But she came out and said for a forever first lady. Mm -hmm. So she embraces the role. Oh, yeah. She doesn't like the spotlight of the White House. (laughs) But I think she's all on board for this um, shadow presidency that they they did. And for people that think that's a far stretch to say a shadow uh, president, why do they stay in D.C.?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So um, we're gonna get an answer to that on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show.
20: And I, I read on the internet. I, don't if,
19: uh, I believe everything on the internet. And uh, I read
20: that you guys are moving. Uh, you
4: guys are moving like two miles away from the White House. You're we staying be, in DC. We, we will
19: be staying in D.C. because uh, my younger daughter uh, will still be in school, and the idea of. Uh, I having to transfer schools move to a new city halfway through high school uh, would not make me popular I, yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah I thought you were just being like that kid that graduated high school and just never left like hey
13: guys how you doing yeah, yeah. I mean
19: <laughs> it, it is a little depressing if you kind of you're, you're like the old guy at the disco right yeah. <laughs>
9: I'm <laughs> still here
16: having yeah. a kegger on the east lawn yeah, everybody yeah. it's like, yeah. all right all Sorry. right all right. right yeah yeah no you gotta leave Sorry. you have to go sir. Yeah. Uh,
19: People whispering. He's still here. He's still here. What, what do we say to him? <laughs> Somebody talk to him. Uh. <laughs>
2: All
19: right.
1: So here, here's the part of the show where I do my. Uh...
0: Uh, do I have to
2: get a theremin out here or are
0: we going to be do uh,
2: Please do, do
1: it. Please do it. I
0: was thinking we might just be uh, alright, everybody.
1: All right. Um we know how Washington DC is set up on Egyptian
0: plans uh, and measurements.
1: Plans, mu- measurements, culture, sure. Uh everything. And to solidify that point, I have Anthony T. Uh, Browder here, but before I let him share his information. My hypothesis is that Barack Obama is playing some kind of weird pharaoh role play for these people.
0: Okay, that sounds hold, crazy. On. No, no, hold on. So what you're saying is the uh, the ogs the illuminati boule etc who of course yes. r- run the world who uh, are all part of these uh, masonic freemason numerology uh, geometric shapes obelisks domes uh scepters uh, all all the stuff that we see in in any um capital of power but washington dc in particular the way it's let out hello washington monument uh, right. And that these people actually are really into that, and Obama's larping. Yeah, remember I, Epstein's, I can believe uh, it. I can believe it. I like it. <laughs> and he has
1: Epstein's little building on his island. I mean, like, hello, yeah, these yeah, people yeah. are really into this stuff.
0: Yeah, and and he's he can have the bit of that Egyptian vibe. He kind of fits that pharaoh type thing. Well, we're going to see here in a
1: minute, um, but mm-hmm. now uh, Anthony T. Browder, a little bit about him. He's an author, publisher, publisher, cultural historian, artist, and educational consultant. Uh, he's had uh, 52 times. He's traveled to Egypt since 1980, and he was the first African-American to fund, a, fund and coordinate an archaeological dig in Egypt. Um, so uh, he has standing, to, to say the least. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell us about ancient Kemet, a.k.a. Egypt, in Washington, D.C.
20: You know, I've lived in D.C. for 47 years, and in 1986, uh, I created the Egypt, what is now the Egypt on the on the Potomac Field Trip, in which I identified here in Washington D.C. architectural symbols that are directly uh, related to similar architectural symbols uh, in Kemet, in ancient Egypt, symbols that refer to the history, the culture, the philosophy, the mythology of the oldest documented civilization on Earth. So uh, it's clear to anybody uh, with eyes to see that the most prominent African symbol in the United States of America is the so-called Washington Monument. Uh, I say so-called Washington Monument because that is what we've been socialized to believe it is, a monument that honors George Washington, first president of the United States. But that monument is not an obelisk. Obelisk is a Greek word. That monument is a teken. Tekken is an African word uh, that identifies uh, the resurrection of a who was a Asar? Asar hmm. was the founding father, uh, the first president of Kemet, if you will. And the symbol of his resurrection is the Tekken. So the Tekken then is the oldest symbol of resurrection known to mankind. It is a symbol that represents the resurrection of an African man. And inside of the so-called Washington Monument is a symbol above the uh, elevator and plaque of George Washington that makes that direct cultural reference.
0: I'm so happy you're doing this. <laughs> I love this stuff. <laughs> uh it's like Dan Brown at the end of the Mo fact show. I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So so the Washington monument is built on uh uh astrological signs at certain days it illuminates the the obelisk obelisk obel- I can't even say it. Obelisk. obelisk um at a certain point uh on a certain uh, solstice uh, they're all into this stuff. They are all the elites are all into this. Mm-hmm. So it's not a far stretch. I mean, down to George Washington. I mean, all the way back. So now you fast forward to Barack Obama. You have the Phallic symbol. Now you have 43.
20: And and lastly, the latest African symbol in DC is the exterior of the National Museum of African American History and Culture, right? That building consists of three inverted pyramids, yeah. uh, which they <laughs> refer to as the corona. And that corona oh, is a corona? stylized version what? of the caryatid the uh, in uh, a Yoruba shrine. But in, in point of fact, uh, these three inverted pyramids are symbolic of the three pyramids of Giza. The inverted pyramid uh, is a symbolic representation of the womb, Uh, the feminine source of creation and the National Museum of African American History and Culture is directly across the street from Assar's Monument, which is a masculine symbol of procreation. And the angle of the uh, corona on on the exterior of the National Museum of African American History and Culture is an angle of 17 degrees. And that 17 degree angle uh, perfectly matches the angle of the Pyramidion on top of Assar's Monument. So the the uh, uh, British Ghanaian architect who designed that building, designed that building with the understanding, as he stated in a, a, news, a newspaper interview, that Washington, D.C. is Karnak on the Potomac.
0: Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't I, I'm looking at a picture of this thing now. It's like, oh, how, yeah, why, was like pi- why was I not alerted? Why was I not alerted to this? This is fantastic. This is a new. So twist. how do you
2: build
1: that? How do you build that knowing Obama's coming to fulfill the role? And like I said, they say that's the womb. That's that's wow. where all your 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 new social uh, ideas are coming from. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't believe me, <laughs> this comes from the Ingram angle. Tokenism, whiteness, and the African-American History Museum.
7: When the National Museum of African-American History in D.C. first opened its doors to the public, President Obama was there to commemorate it.
19: Perhaps it can help a white visitor understand the pain and anger of demonstrators in places like Ferguson. But it can also help black visitors appreciate the fact that Not only is this younger generation carrying on traditions of the past, but within the white communities across the nation, we see the sincerity of law enforcement officers and officials
7: imagine a Democrat saying that today. (laughs) He or she would be thrown out of the party for that level of nuance. Well, now instead of being a symbol of progress and reconciliation, the museum has embraced the radical left's language of racial retribution, all to cast America as irredeemably racist and an evil country. And you, the American taxpayer, are funding it. Isn't that neat? Now, the museum now has a website dedicated to explaining the concept of whiteness and why it's the root cause of racism and oppression in America today. According to the website, the normalization of white racial identity throughout America's history has created a culture where non-white persons are seen as inferior or abnormal. And when they say whiteness, they don't just mean skin color, but also people who value things like individualism, A stable nuclear family, the scientific method, rational linear thinking, hard work, Christianity, and being polite.
0: (laughs) Well, this will not stand. All that's white. Mm -hmm.
7: (laughs) Can we go through that list one more time? Being
1: polite, Uh, being polite, (laughs) being polite, logic
0: hold on rational thinking let's do the list. rational thinking let me me roll it back let me get that last that last bit there
7: and when they say whiteness they don't just mean skin color but also people who value things like individualism a stable nuclear family the scientific method rational linear thinking hard work Christianity and being polite
0: (laughs) sorry Mo you're none of those things you can't you can't participate
1: hard work nuclear family all the things that would help solve our problem uh, solve
0: anyone's problems problems,
1: rash and politeness oh my goodness that that goes to show you they're not about they
0: hey before okay before you before you go into (laughs) your your that's amazing before you go into your last (laughs) clips i just wanted to say something um (laughs) I'm 56, so I've learned a couple of things, and I've been I've I've, I've been places, done some stuff, and the power of belief uh, mm-hmm. and making something real for yourself, it really does work. I mean, i i I'm I'm doing something again now with podcasting 2.0, and I can feel it, I can taste it, I can see it, and it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the elites have really have figured something out. You know, if you if you literally build these symbols and the symbolism is built into it, I mean, you're, you're putting a lot of belief into these structures, and it—I think it creates stuff. It does make things happen. This, yeah, it manifests. It, it, your it, thoughts t- manifest. Really, but it really—I think when you put it into into buildings and mathematics, and you throw your astrolog- uh, astrological stuff in there, man, that's mm-hmm. got to be some powerful mojo. Clear? Otherwise, they <laughs> wouldn't be doing it. They do it for a reason. They've
1: been doing it for, for long for, time, uh, long time, millennia now. So it it is it, something to it. And speaking of a symbol, now you said Barack Obama could fit the pharaoh type uh, he, he, uh he, mode, right?
0: Yeah, he he can totally f- fit the bill.
1: All right, uh,
21: CNN clip forty five out of many one. Many wanted to be the one get the best spot at the photo op with Presidents Obama and Mubarak. Of course, the visual highlight was... No, not him. It was the president touring the pyramids outside and in.
9: Purification. Mummification.
21: Self-identification. That looks like me. (laughs) Separated at birth from a hieroglyphic, but the president's guide saw another resemblance.
9: (laughs) Mr. President, you look like King I've been told. Yes, it's
21: true. He should know about King Tut. Dr. Sahih Hawass oversaw scans of Tut's mummy that produced this likeness. Though President Obama tends to skip the eye makeup, the president's trip inspired Egyptians to display decorations calling Obama the new King Tut of the world. But even the new King wow. Tut couldn't budge a pyramid. Still, it's good practice for trying to push peace in the Mideast. Genimo, CNN, New York.
0: Oh, man, have you ever <laughs> seen those pictures? Yeah.
21: Oh,
0: wow. But
1: it's not King Tut that he's supposed to be. No. He's playing a role of Akhenaten.
0: No, I thought Cleopatra. I well, maybe just got it wrong.
1: No, it's, it's uh, <laughs> Akhenaten and Michelle is playing a role of Nefertiti. And this clip, this last clip, and I'll explain on the backside of okay, this. Okay, cool. But this clip explaining who Akhenaten and Nefertiti, um, who are, Comes from the ah, Smithsonian Channel. The Pharaoh Akhenaten. When Akhenaten came to power, he started making some fairly radical changes.
6: Egyptian religion has always been strongly polytheistic, so many different gods were worshipped.
12: Akhenaten decided to deny the existence of those gods. His people would worship just one god, through him. That would be the light of the sun. He called it the Aten. Akhenaten seems to have had
21: a moment of truth, of of seeing that all of these other forms of divinity that, that people so liked really had no substance. There's nothing you can see except what is man-made. The only form of power that you can't really understand is the sun, and it's there. You can see it, and that's all that matters.
12: So though he's a king, Akhenaten is a revolutionary. His changes send a shockwave through Egypt.
4: To the ancient Egyptians, simply to say that there was one god and none of the others existed would have profoundly affected the
15: understanding that Egyptians had of their whole environment and their whole cosmos. Traditional Egyptian religion had functioned by pairing a male god with a female goddess who in turn create an offspring and that engendering ensures the recreation of the world every day.
12: Now, with those gods abolished, Akhenaten and Nefertiti took their roles for themselves.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, okay, Mo. All right. Now I got some more homework to do. Thank you. Now I got to go look at these jumokes
1: And the one god they're ushering in now? Science. Oh. And it's not even real science because no, they don't. No, it's not linear thought. All that. No,
0: no. Wow. Okay. All right. We're screwed now. <laughs> we we got. I got. I got some reading up to do. That's good, Mo. Yeah. So that, that that's I, I know, what they're I, doing I, there. <laughs> it's it's just bringing that. Okay. So how does it end with uh, with these two Akhenaten and uh, and and his wife? I think they. They, end up being when they, they
1: return i think they plunder see, the land t- for a
0: hundred years <laughs> right pretty much <laughs> <laughs> pretty, all right yeah. okay <laughs> well now that's what we have to look forward to unless yeah, so, unless unless you know podcasting could change the world you never know if we can think it if we can manifest it we can make it come true
1: it, so their whole point is the earth and science this is why you have the churches closing everything. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Logically, it doesn't make any sense to leave bars open and ch- close churches. Of course. Makes not. no sense at all. Of course not. But and you got you to remove the
0: old gods. And also science. got to remove the old gods. If you l- listen to the words, they they will. Joe Biden said it himself. I will listen to science mm-hmm. as if science is a thing that speaks. And it is inherently not. Science is a thing that is to be continuously questioned at least back in the old days
1: you would think but their version of science is this is what we've calculated just believe it there's no there's no scientific method, method to it where you have to re we have to
0: prove and test your theory do you no, th- it's, it's do you think that it's possible for them to do a uh, just a repeat of these of these days and these ages and that people will respond in kind of the same ways will we in fact be enslaved to build modern day pyramids
1: well, I mean, if you believe the Calergi plan and how they said that uh, they wanted all people to look like the the Egyptians of that time. We're headed there. I mean, like,
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: All of this crap connects in this. Like I said, I don't think I don't. Let's be clear, people. I don't think he's a really a pharaoh. But to these people, these this was on CNN. And I had another clip saying the exact same thing, I think, yeah. from CBS. They made it clear that, oh, he looks like King Tut. Oh, he looks like King Tut. He looks like an Egyptian pharaoh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They hyped this up. And then you have the building of the African American Museum. Yeah, and it's that, that kind of, three that, infinite. That's,
0: yeah, that seals it for me. Right. Mo. And then from the
1: Smithsonian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now I got to go spend the rest of my day figuring this out.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Mo, we got a lot of cool things happening in this, uh, in 2021. Um, I, I feel this is, uh, this is your year for sure. We got a lot to look forward to and I'm I'm excited to see what you're going to be doing. And, um, and also how we uh, expand Mo Facts with Adam Curry. And uh, yeah. I, you know, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it all happen.
1: We got a lot of things to do, but in the meantime, as I always say, pay attention to everything, and the truth will reveal itself.
0: And now I know why you picked this song. (laughs) Because they are back, baby. The boys, Barry and Mike. Hey, Mo, talk to you on the next show. All right, talk to you later, Adam. Okay, remember, you can find us at mofax.com, and if you'd like to support it, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. See you next time. I'm Adam Curry with MoFax.
5: Guess who just got back today? The wild-eyed boys that had
10: been
16: away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are great. They were asking if you were around. You was where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown.
2: Driving all the old men crazy. My boys are back in town, boys are back in town. The 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 boys are back in town. Spread the word around. The boys are back in town.